0: Oi, Elon, you listen to Garage Hammer, episode 64. On tonight's episode, the Bot Modeling and the Clever Modeling get together with the Phoenix Prince and with the Old World correspondent to sit around and chat about all the stuff that GW has put out in the past year and what parts of it they think are good and what parts of it they think are crap. Like anybody cares what the Fun Modeling thinks. Okay, so that's it today, just a recap of the past 24 shows, and nothing new, so shut it! I'm listening to me show!
1: Welcome to the Garage U Tools, we're going to make several promises for the next three hours, or thereabouts, we're going to do the best we can, keep you informed, entertained, and perhaps have a laugh or two along the way, bringing you the versus best combination of tops, bottoms, and wood for sheep, I'm Chris Yu.
0: (laughs) And I'm Abraham Lincoln! Hey there, Gettysburg! (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, let us welcome uh, Greg to the show. Yes. Hello, America. Hello. Hello. Greg. Happy New
0: Year. And you guys. Our European correspondent is here, folks. Well, I'm here. Yes.
2: You're there. I'm
1: here. And our listeners are over there. Somewhere else. Yes. <laughs> so let's take a moment to thank our sponsors. Absolutely. Uh, Unique Gifts and Games in Grayslake, Lake, Illinois. Game Preserve Stores in West Lafayette, Indiana. Ursa's Den, Custom Painting and Sculpting, and Battle Foam, protecting your army.
0: All right. Very good. (laughs) All right. So, hey, folks, listen. We also have a shout-out this episode. I know I have none listed on the uh, show notes, but I lied. So, uh, we have a new listener, or a newer listener, uh, Kenneth Lull. And Kenny started just listening, and he just wanted to throw in a donation to the show. So he just threw in some notes. He says he doesn't really have much of a shout-out. But if you want to do a shout-out, his official gaming club is the Ineptus Astartes in Columbia, Maryland. It. Yes, Ineptus Astartes. <laughs> <laughs> Charge <laughs> to the rear. Got a through. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're, their group is uh, uh, online. You can find them at the www.ineptusastartes.com. And uh, apparently Ken often tells them they should listen, so maybe if we mention them, they will be listening. Of course, they won't know to listen to hear the shout-out unless they're listening, but maybe he'll tell them, Hey, the fat guy mentioned you, so go listen. Check him out. You know what their pre-tournament battle cry could be? What? Run away! <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a great club name.
0: <laughs> so that is our shout-out. Now... um, Shout-outs are done, but you know what else we have uh, for people who might want to do shout-outs? What else do we have? We have voicemail. Voicemail. Chris. Tell me about voicemail, David. We have voicemail. Now you can pick up your phone and dial one seven five seven G H show six. That's one seven five seven G H show six. One seven five seven G H show six. That number once again is one seven five seven G H show six. You can call up, leave a message about anything you want. Upcoming tournaments, upcoming events. Uh, just want to say hi to the show. Want to leave a comment about something you heard? We love getting voicemail we even love johnny hastings drunk dialing because i said something about it the last most. time and he thought that maybe i didn't appreciate it but i absolutely appreciate it just to know that he's thinking about me while he's drinking with a bunch of guys uh i'm not certain how to feel about it but i think it's awesome so good uh, times <laughs> good times so go ahead and give a call uh folks we'd love to hear from you I think that's going to bring us right up to our first quick commercial break. Um, We will be right back, folks, with um, new releases and any upcoming rumors and the Toolbox, of course, which is brought to us by... All right, folks, we'll be right back.
1: gamers out there. Blood in the Sun 3, Enchanted Under the Sea. June 22nd to 23rd, 2013. A two-day Warhammer Fantasy Battles tournament held just outside of Chicago, Illinois. Meet players from around the country, compete with armies of all types. Blood in the Sun 3, Enchanted Under the Sea. For information, go to bloodinthesun.com.
2: Hello, welcome back, tools. We're back in the garage. All
3: right.
1: There we are.
2: <laughs> See, I'm, I'm I'm going all American. Oh, the garage. The garage. garage. It sounded so uh, natural.
1: I didn't even pick up
0: on
2: you know, this. especially <laughs> for you guys.
0: Yeah, I was going to say. I didn't even realize that he had he had pronounced it correctly. I'm speaking all foreign. <laughs> <laughs> we well, are speaking American. There, there you, you go. go. No. <laughs> right. All right. Now we haven't recorded since December tenth. So, like, even the Hobbit stuff was just coming out when we were recording. I don't think it was actually What's out the yet. Hobbit. What's the Hobbit? Never heard of it. <laughs> it's this movie they made based off some Denny's menu items.
2: Oh, right. Cool. Sounds good. So,
0: um, now, the Hobbit set, that set's $125, bucks, but it comes with, like, 56 models. And, and, all, the, uh, and all the Goblin Town. That is it. The whole government I think yeah. it's just you, that main platform. I didn't think it had all the. You, extra. you get
2: you get a half decent amount
0: of stuff in there. Yeah, it's not it's not
2: a small amount of stuff. It's it's a good little amount of stuff. Yeah. If no. you hear any noise, it's because I've just spilled my paint water over my oh, table no. Carry oh, off. Off. No, 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 it's, it's no. It's no. There's no like big mess. I'm just trying to clean. But <laughs> <laughs> I did hear I, I yeah, heard I a little clatter of the
0: of the of the paint brushes. Yeah. So um, I don't, I don't know. Did you see Did you see it? I haven't yet, and you know the reviews don't get me
1: excited to go see it. Oh, you mean the movie? Yeah.
0: Oh, I loved it. Oh, I have, I've seen I it three
1: it. times. It's brilliant. I think. Yeah, I, I plan on seeing it. Um,
0: yeah, you have to see it twice. I think. Um, why? Well, the first time I saw it, it was so not. I mean, it's not just the Hobbit. There's all this other stuff. That's stuff that's filled out in other places. I mean, when Gandalf leaves at one point, it doesn't come back till much later in the book he's talking to the White Council. They're talking about getting rid of that necromancer that's just barely oh, don't mentioned. not me too many details. Well, no, but detail this is, still, this is so, stuff that's yeah, actually in, like, it, in, it's it, all the appendices. All, stuff, all the appendices. So yeah. they add all that in. So people are saying, yes, it's kind of... And even I said, there were parts of the movie where I felt it was even a little bit pat, a little longer than it needed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, But there was these other things in it, and you're like, why is that in there? Why is this in there? This isn't just The Hobbit anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's not. They're really trying to bridge it all the way to connect it up to Lord of the Rings. And so they're taking all this other stuff Tolkien wrote that didn't make it into the final book but it was still a of laying going the on. framework yeah
1: and it's it's really cool um you know I, my brother-in-law was saying in comparison to the lord of the rings trilogy yep. this easily would be like the weakest of the four
0: see now i had a couple of friends who said they, if they had to rank it they would put it above fellowship but not the other two really fellowship yeah. to me what in my opinion was the best fellowship i think
2: i think one of the problems for me is i was looking at it is I know the background of the appendices. I know bits of the stories. I've, I was into all that. Hmm. Um, I think for people who don't necessarily, necessarily know all that, it takes a little bit off the movie. Because hmm. it's, I mean, it's a long movie. But, so I, I don't know. It's, um, it's one of those things. So I've, I've, heard, I've heard two people argue completely opposite p- points of view over that film. Hmm. About pacing, about everything.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it's
2: just it's one of those films that uh, some people lo- love love the amount of action. Some people think it's too much. Some people think it's too little, and it's they did add a lot
0: more action because I mean a lot of the, I mean yeah, it, like, you have to change it though. I mean, in yes, the Hobbit, absolutely. they spend half of the you know they talk about how you know they go through Mirkwood or they go down into Goblin Town. And if you've read the Hobbit, I don't want to put any spoilers out there, but <laughs> they escape basically. Gandalf does a huge flash and then runs with them in the pitch black. They can't see anything. If yes. you film that. That would suck. Yes, just have a black screen and people license, talking. For yes. sure, you've yeah. got to change a lot of things. Now they've there's a lot of changes that have gone through with it. Um, on the whole, I really enjoyed it. It's I don't you know it, there's some dark moments to it, but it's this really bright, vivid, bright world. But you know if it's kind of funny. I, I, I read I read a lot of that yeah. other Tolkien stuff and I love it. And when you watch Bilbo's adventure when he was 50 compared to Frodo's when he was Bilbo kind of didn't want to go on an adventure at first and then went on one and it was all great fun. And Frodo was always kind of longing for one and then mm. got more than he bargained right. for. They're so. very different types yeah. of things. And I think this, at least the first movie, really kind of captured, it's, a, it's, it's much more, it's 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 much more almost, I'm not saying kid-oriented, but the story itself is a much more. It's a much more light-hearted Yes, it's kind of you know
2: movie. It's not. It's not it hasn't got the grand overarching right, the threat of the Sounds, world yeah. and all that. It's an adventure film. That's all it is. Is an adventure. Nothing's at stake really. Right. Because you know the dwarfs are just going to do their thing, but though they've got land and they you know they are they have got a, a plan and a journey, but it's not it's not the, anywhere near the scope of Lord. Of the and
0: Rangers. I know several people who at the part who were uh, after they get out of the goblin town. Yes. And Frodo has, or uh, Bilbo has his little speech. Yeah. Um, and then there's one again a little bit later. I, I have students who are like, like, especially the girls who really like them, were like crying. They were like, oh, it's so right. sweet. Yeah. Good the, old Martin Freeman. Exactly. Martin, uh-huh. what has that guy been in before? I know he's uh, well-known he in
2: was, England. He was in, um, he was in oh, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. Oh, my God. That's right. Wait a minute. He yep. was. He was um, uh, Arthur Dent. Oh. Oh, my God, that's where he was. Yeah, he was also um, oh, he in the – he started out in England in The Office as the character Jim in The American Office. Okay. So he was called Tim in England, but yeah. Um, oh, so he's he was like plays, the sort of normal guy among yes, all the, the insane one who, people. Yeah, the one who kind of knows that he's in a madhouse. <laughs> and, and kind of if you look through all the stuff he's done, he does that kind of slightly confused, befuddled with what's going on around him very, very well. Arthur Dent had that for the whole movie. Yes, he did. Bilbo <laughs> has it for half the movie, mm-hmm. and and in the office, it's just the whole thing is is him going on. what we know oh, I'm the only same one here. <laughs> but it, it was perfect. He's very he's very good at that. Very good.
0: Yeah, I, like I said, I I hope you enjoy it when you do fin- finally see it, Chris, because I really I I really loved it. It really well, sort of captured. Let me ask you this: so,
1: how, both of you having seen the movie, does the does the box set interest you at all? No. Um. No. Uh, um,
2: I think. I think. Um. All the all the complaints about goblins not looking good from the
0: box, mm-hmm. they look just like the film goblins. Actually, uh, I will say I this though. I went to look at them yesterday. Yeah. And I went on the line to the GW website. The fa- I mean, they're ge- they look generally like what the goblins look like in the movie, but the paint jobs they're much more pink on the model. Yeah. I than mean, in yeah, the movie jobs, and the faces didn't quite. I mean. <laughs> Sometimes they do really well with the faces, like they make them look like. I mean, the Saruman and the Gandalfs look really good. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. these goblins look a little. I mean, they were ugly in the movie, but here they just—they're like off. It's like something was not, not quite s- up to par. They didn't yeah, cast her.
2: Some of them are better than others
0: as well. Yeah, but uh, at the end of
2: the day, it's, but the Goblin it's
0: King looks great. The the, the, the dwarves look great. But
2: um, um, the problem with it is it's Lord of the Rings and. I've played Lord of the Rings. I used to be a staff member at GW and used to play it, and it just doesn't quite click. So if if you
0: don't like the system, then... See, and I actually enjoyed it, and it's got Harrison and his friend Ian into playing In fact, Ian kind of moved up and got started an Empire Army for Warhammer Fantasy.
2: But it's, it's simpler. Like, a it's a smaller game? level. It is. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah exactly. Way. I was going to say, do you know anyone who played Lord of the Rings and hasn't moved on?
0: No. Ex-
2: yeah that, in fact i have the kind moria of my set point, point. Is, that's it we built it we didn't it's not a bad game it. and um GW released a wild west game with the same system and other things have used you know exactly the same system and it's not bad it just doesn't quite
1: go deep enough to satisfy, I don't think. And would you classify it as a skirmish? It's a skirmish game. It is a skirmish skirmish game. I mean, there's
0: 56 models, but it's basically, you know, you've got your dwarves on one side and then all those... So's Necromander and so's Mordheim, and yet people
2: will play them for 30-odd years at the exclusion of every other game. Mm -hmm. Right. But people generally don't. There There are some that do, but people generally don't just stick to Lord of the Rings.
0: And the thing is, it's good and I like it, and the models are cool, and it's really what got me into this particular hobby. Right. You know, because I used to build models when I was a kid, and then I saw those and I picked them up. That's why I think that's the main reason GW picked up the license.
2: It's got so many people either into the hobby or back into the hobby. Yeah. Either from just walking past or from hearing about, you know, a Lord of the Rings game. Right. Or or having seen the movie. Yeah. The power of Tolkien Mm. is that, you know,
0: it's bringing people in. And that yeah that's kind of what it comes down to is I picked up the Lord of the Rings. I read the rules. I I like the book. I may even eventually get the Hobbit book just to see with all the models and stuff cuz I just I just I like to read those those books. Yeah. But uh, I'm not going to if I'm going to devote time to playing a GW game it's going to be fantasy or maybe I'll play a little 40k but I'm not going to open up for uh, Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit as well. But no. I mean, I will take back what I said. I mean, because it, it is the most expensive of the three uh, starter sets. But um, you do get a, you do get a lot in there for your money. I will say that for you, and it's, it's pretty decent. Yeah, and then they got they also got to pay for the mm. licensing, so you figure that's going to be a little more right. But uh, that was up, and what just went up for pre-order today um, is with, with the release of the today's white dwarf is uh, Dark Angels.
2: A lot of Dark
0: Angels. Ah, uh, it's a Dark Angel stuff just went up on the website. So if you're anything, into Dark Angels. cool? If you're
2: into Space Marines.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, the, right. the,
2: the, the problem with Dark Angels is it's another Space Marine army. And if you don't like Terminator armor particularly and power armor, then you're not going to like Dark Angels. But if you like, it's, it's, you know, it's different and I like them, but it's more power armor and Terminator armor and vehicles. I think they've done some brilliant stuff with it, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, when you
0: look at the pictures, it does look pretty damn cool. However, yeah. it's, you've got to like space marines.
2: Yeah, and some people really don't, and and that's always going to be a bit of a stickler for them.
0: But
1: most people, most of their target dem- demographic, seems to. Most, oh, sure. Yeah, and yeah. I think
2: these are. You know, you've got um, the the land speeders have got one of them's got part of a monastery. You know, kind of they've built into it a, a reliquary kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, as part of the of the actual chassis, um, you've got Terminators wearing great big robes and things like that. It's, it's I, I
1: really like it. It's got kind of a real that's, gothic kind of, almost Spanish Inquisition kind of look to it. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I mean, if you know anything about the Dark Angels, that's their kind of thing. They're um the the they they take gothic to the extreme.
0: Yeah, and there's some really cool stuff in there that.
2: And also, also looking through um, White Dwarf because you know with with the book out, it looks like because um, dark angel has got a very shady history for for people who know and I won't ruin anything for people who don't but it looks like they've really tried to plug into that shady history through the book and possibly through kind of some of the, the units and things like that which is really cool
0: interesting yeah I uh...
2: I mean they've got they've got they've got a unit of uh, terminators who've got like um, tortured torture implements on, you know, attached to their belt and things like that because huh. basically they're, they're hunting they're hunting they've got a dark secret and they're hunting um they're hunting the fallen they call them or it might have been it might have just been a character so it might have been just been the chaplains but you know that they, they will go to all lengths to to keep this secret
0: including and, torturing uh, the innocents including, yeah and whatnot. absolutely huh. they do what they got to do but yeah. uh, so that's that's coming up too. Uh, I don't want to shortchange it. It's just there's I know there's not much to say because we haven't seen all that much of it. Now um, apparently the Eagles, the Eagles have landed. Eagles, indeed,
2: there is. Uh, they have announced here who's King of the Eagles, and so that's for
0: the Hobbit. here the Windlord.
2: This is this is all for the Hobbit. Um, here the Windlord Lord, is uh, in fine cast, and then also two plastic. E- Great Eagles, which come in at 30 English pounds and $50 U.S.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, we and were talking about these um, prior good. to recording, and I was asking you, Greg, uh, how large you thought they were, if they were comparable to the Warhammer Great Eagles?
2: Yeah, I'm looking at, uh, say, I've I posted a picture online, which is just the two Eagles together, and based on the flying stand, I think they might be a touch bigger, bigger wings. I oh, believe. bigger, oh. I'm, I'm trying to picture the... Because the, I don't have any GW ones, I've only got some from another company. But the only other picture they've got which can reference scale is with some wags without riders. Mm-hmm. So without knowing exactly how the big the wags are, they look roughly the same size as the wolves and things. Um, it looks to be, a, yeah, possibly a touch bigger than the, the Great Eagles.
1: Because the, the style of the, their sculpting and everything looks very much like the direct... Uh, order GW Eagle. I think yes. one has its mouth yeah. it that the beak is open. And
0: yeah, there's a couple of heads, right? Yeah, so uh, that's they look really good. Yeah, and that's nice that they're giving you at least some variety, some things to change up because they really, you pretty much could just get one eagle right now from GW. Yeah. That and, and they really
1: needed to be in plastic or fine cast for quite a while because the metal ones are so top heavy. That oh the yeah. plastic stands break I off. I can't
2: see them. Constantly. I can't see them selling many GW ones now, mm. especially with the price as well because you're getting two for thirty pounds.
1: Right, yeah.
2: So, yeah, it's, it's good. The so. wargs look quite interesting as well, because they're out now. Um, and I know everyone was, uh, all the orcs and goblin players were were jumping on the space Wolf wolves mm-hmm. for their um, wolf riders. But I think the wargs could work even better, actually. Really? I well, they're, seen not that, gonna have any, they're not going to have any cybernetic ma-
0: implants.
2: No, uh, and they're, they're not wolves. They're, they're ever so slightly different, so they'll stand out a little bit more. Mm. Uh, it's £18 pounds for six, which is uh, $30, $30, $30 for, six. for six. And I think every head can go on every body as well. I think that's what they were saying. Yay. Which is quite cool. So you're not restricted to uh, head A, you must go on body A.
0: Cool. So any others, anyone got any, hear any rumors? Anyone know what's coming next after Dark quite, Angels? Well,
2: I heard a whispering about the demon release. Oh yeah, and What's there the has whisper? been stuff online as well. There's been um, released online was a, a, you know, alleged kind of new units, which is a greater demon for each in plastic and a chariot for each and, and things like that. I don't know how true they are, hmm. but um, I did also hear rumblings from someone over here that they are almost pretty much kind of they're coming out soon
3: with so a, with, with soon. the double release coming out soon,
2: March April. April. I think so, yeah. That's that's the impression I got. But you know, you take it with a pinch of salt. You but it, it, it fits.
0: You knew it had to be right. soon because that's the double. That's the double release for GW. Yeah. They can cover both yeah. systems. Right. It would be
2: both, and, and yeah, they've got a lot to. They've got a lot they can potentially do with that as well. So I did. I mean, one of the rumors was that the, the keeper of secrets is changing style quite, quite dramatically from what it was. But beyond that, I haven't heard anything. It's just little bits of picked up.
1: As long as Kairos Fate Weaver stays broken, I'm happy. <laughs> well, we'll see. I mean, the, the trend says that uh, that he, he won't. won't. Be, no. They're kind of
0: pulling back to the pack, which yeah. I think it'd be good for the game. He'll have a he'll have four yes. wounds in a six-up ward save, and he'll still be 700 points, <laughs> something like that. You know? <laughs> something <laughs> stupid like that. So that everyone can take their Kairos Fate Weaver and put him back on a shelf. Oh God! All right. Um, you know what? It's well, it's been 20-some-odd minutes. You know what? Let's do our break and then come back with the toolbox because this way we're going to on that schedule. Yeah. Sure, on schedule. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> there we go. All right. Chaos
4: Superstore. That's right, folks. Chaos
0: Orc Superstore. Your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chess X Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer press, soda pop, dark age, and other assorted board and miniature based games. They usually ship within twenty four hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you because at Chaos Org Superstore, what you see is what you get. Superstore. <laughs> You tools, welcome back to the garage. It is time for the toolbox section, which, as you just heard, was brought to you by yes. Yes, Uh, You
2: almost do that as well as the uh, Dwellers Below podcast do it.
0: You know, oh, you know what? I forgot. I have something that I'm going to have to do on on our next break. I have a (laughs) voicemail from the guy at the Dwellers Below, and I'm going to put that in. In fact, I, I just as soon as I can find it, I'm gonna I'm gonna read it. But I did get a. I got a voicemail from him, and it was just, like, the best. It was just them. T- and then he asked me if I would read it. Um, I was just, I was cracking up. Let me see if I, I might have it right here. Hold on. Uh, for those of you who don't know, whenever I get a voicemail, it goes on the Google Voice. But the Google Voice things come in, and the, and the computer tries to transcribe what it hears. And it has no idea what it's hearing. Maybe the, uh, <laughs> the accent is throwing it off. Oh, it's not even the accent. Here we go. I think this is it. Let me see if I can play this, if you guys can hear it. Hold on one second. Dear Dave, Although we have never met, I know I speak be spirits. The way you talk your Warhammer feels like back-to-back 12-dice magic phases, like charging Mournfang with 60 white lines, like tap-dancing with the foot of Gork. Your voice is majestic, your hair is always neat, and I imagine your breath smells like a fresh pot of Bugman's brew. I'm incredibly jealous of you, Chris, who has taken Tova's place by your side. The Robin to your Batman, the Tyrion to your Teclis, the Gazbag to your Grumlock. Keep doing what you're doing. You inspired me and the others down here at the dwellers below.
1: Don't fail your shrink test. P.S. Dave, do us a favour, mate. Can you read this one back to yourself? We'd really love to hear this in your smooth, sultry tones here. Read it. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Okay. Now, wow. Now <laughs> not only do I love those guys, but actually I like their podcast. I enjoyed their podcast before they yeah. started sending me such <laughs> wonderful messages. But now he asked me, you know, will you please read this back in in my voice. He asked me to read it again. Okay. I will read what Google voice thinks they wrote me. Now the stuff in dark print they think is the right word and the stuff in light print is possible. I will just give you the message I just got. Did days so, if the then that. I know, speak and spirits. The lady told you why I was just like back-to-back $12. Magic sizes. Charging more things. 61 lines. Up dancing with the political you voices majestic. Yeah, Aries awaken eight. And I'm asking you about smells like a first about apartments, Bruce. I'm incredibly Joseph, you. Chris. <laughs> I was talking to his place by your side. Google and yo, Batman, if you're in to get a checklist, I guess back to a problem. Keep doing what you doing inspired me in the others down here at the Does Belong. Done, failure, strictest, yes, dies. It was a side, and I can you leave his phone back to you. Self would really love you to you soon. You'll smooth sold three times. He repeated several of the yeah. So that's what. That's (laughs) hilarious.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wow.
1: Technology coming through. Holy crap.
0: That made no. I mean, I love reading the Google (laughs) voice part. Trying so hard. the computer's trying so hard to put together what people are saying, and it always comes through. May I mambo dog face to the banana patch? It just makes no sense. But uh, that is uh, from the guys at the Dwellers Below, whom I absolutely adore. And um, if we can ever figure out the 17-hour time difference, maybe we'll uh, go on each other's shows sometime. That is a, a good show. They're a good
2: cast. Um, yeah. Chris Cousins spent some time in the UK playing on the England uh, tournament scene where he was teaching over this way. And how he won the Masters, it really uh, amazes me.
0: Oh, is he the one, he, yeah, the
2: Australian Masters. Yeah, it's a it's a sorry state for their Warhammer. Oh, but still, that's, you that's, listen. That's for you, Chris. <laughs>
1: <laughs> at least they have a pulse, though. It's good to hear from. Yeah, the guy, that guy down is good. Under. Very
0: good. Lots of if you if you've been listening, lots of Tomb Kings and ogres at the Masters, or not ogres or uh, orcs and goblins hmm. at the Masters. So, he won it with. Uh, Works and Yeah, right?
2: he, he did play two games oh, no, without, he went with Wood Elves. That's right, because they have a army swap, so that helped. Interesting.
5: <laughs>
0: yeah, did you hear what they were doing? Did you listen to that episode? I didn't. On that their one. Masters, it was it's five games and two of the games, six games, six okay. games in game four and
2: five are army
0: swap. Yeah, so I come up and I play your army against you my swap army. So too. he had no, this no.
2: It's even it's even more random than that. It's a randomly drawn army in the Swiss comp hmm. pairings.
0: Oh, I thought you just switched with the person across the table from you.
2: No, I believe... No, I, from what I gathered, it was a randomly drawn... Because there were people... Well, you someone, guys... drew, someone drew his own army oh. and had to kind of put uh. it back in. Oh, See, okay. I, I like I was,
1: that, because that really truly is the Masters. Can you well, win it all with what you're given?
2: It, yeah, sort of. Because Chris <laughs> didn't do very well at the start, and then kind of his... Um, Trying to remember now, but he then for the game four and five, as he's making his comeback, he didn't have to play with his forest dragon list. Someone else did, ah, so but that's nice. But he, he was
0: did, doing okay with uh, yeah. it, and then someone else takes it and has no idea, even you know.
2: Yeah, there is there is a there is an aspect of it. There's there's pros and cons as sure. there are remote systems, but yeah, no fair play to him.
0: <laughs> All right, so let's get on with the toolbox here. Now that I've delayed us with some more of my <laughs> self-aggrandizement from the guys on Dwellers. of Google. <laughs> 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 come on tell me that wasn't the best <laughs> that was yeah that was good I, w- I i was i considered like writing down or just listening to what he was saying in my ear and just repeating it but the google voice actual text message was so fantastic i couldn't just not put that on the show <laughs> so uh let's get onto the toolbox then let's uh we've been doing some reading Chris, you've been doing some
1: reading. I have been doing some reading. I, I finished uh, False Gods, the second book of the Horus Heresy. Okay.
0: And I knew it was, that was hard for you to get through,
1: I know. Uh, it was a little hard. To, the whole dream sequence felt long. Um, and I know you guys are, are avid fans of the series, uh-huh. so I don't want to dwell on this too much. But I, I, the book two for me was very difficult to get through because a lot of the things that are happening, I just it's hard for me to buy into.
0: Sure. Yeah, and I, I, I was, I, I, understand what you're saying. The switchover seemed too easy, a little quick. I mean, it's not. It wasn't like it wasn't like Star Wars Episode Two or Episode Three. Quick, where he just suddenly he's like, <laughs> right, Oh, right. my poor wife's dying. I'm going to go evil. Well, he, but, you know, he makes the
1: announcement that he's going to, you know, horse is going to plan to to do what he does, and uh-huh. he's got all of the. Uh, you know the the generals, the different leaders of the chapters. The the marine chapters I can understand because there's that brotherhood aspect to uh-huh. it. But like the Imperial Guard commanders, the uh, the Titan Legion commander, like all these uh-huh. other elements that all of a sudden just decide, okay, yeah, we're with you too. Well, here's
2: the thing: I I think the problem is they they the the Primarchs are all are looked to as gods themselves, and I think that was is put across in the books. Maybe it could have been done a little bit more, but they are revered by everyone who's under them. And it is that they. It's it's for them. It's not that brotherhood. It's that awe-inspiring God presence who they will follow unto the death.
1: Yeah, I, I can see. I can
0: see that. But,
2: but Horace's fall was far too quick, and I think every single person, even who loves the series, pretty much says the same.
0: He did fall quick, and I think part of it is you're not going to get to see all the background stuff where he's talking and cajoling and conniving. See, that's the part I think would be interesting is how are you convincing these people to betray but a lot everything of them, that they've known and fought for to that point. But a lot of them also already listen to Horace. I mean, he is sort of – I mean, he's one of the favorites. In fact, I'm, I, right now I'm reading um, The First Heretic, and one of the guys is talking about how – uh, well, it's Lorgar is talking about how he's so close – to Magnus, and some guys he's closer, Sometimes he's not, and he's like, well, "This guy's an idiot." And he goes, "And Horace, He goes, "But who, who couldn't? Who doesn't love Horace? And it's yeah. just that sort of attitude where he really is able to sort of talk his brothers into that way. And you don't. And then it, it, you, you've got you've got to you've got to suspend disbelief a little bit for this and let that happen.
1: That's that's a good term for it because this series, I'm finding at least the second book has what I call the Prometheus syndrome. And then right. the more I think about it. The more holes become apparent. Well,
0: it's just that. it's 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 okay. Granted, it's the it's the linchpin. It's the crux. It's that center turning point that is the weakest link, which is disturbing. But you 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 know what happens? You got to just buy it. Nobody. I, I don't know who could have written that to make it more. Well, it's compelling. two of, uh, of how many? Right. There's, you know, there's one, so.
1: Chris.
2: There's one thing that is might not be quite so obvious to someone who's not familiar, is that. Um, you'll get the legions chanting in their battle cries like for the emperor for horus mm-hmm. for the legion things like that where you'll notice that with the ones that fall they'll say for horus for the emperor for the legion mm-hmm. and it's kind of it's almost there from the start way before the heresy that their first port of call is their leader horus
1: sure well cuz the emperor is
2: well and that's after. part of yeah, if, it's, if you look at like, the, the, the space thing, walls, leaves, a
0: lot of them are hurt
2: Yeah, the space walls will. Yeah, the space walls will will always be for the All Father, who's the Emperor. Then Russ, and there is there is a subtle difference there as well. It just, but it highlights the fact that they follow Horus. Most of these, a lot of those space marines, a lot of those people, never even seen the Emperor, as well. Mm. But that's all background information that helps, and that is part of the comic
0: series. But uh, we like I said we're not we're not going to spend the whole show talking Talk about, about this. Black but Liver, yeah. are you going to read the third one? Are you going to finish? I'm, I'm going to th- the read the, the first three. I'm dedicated to
1: reading the first three because that's the original okay. trilogy, right? And uh, you know I'll go from there. I, I, I did take a break after that that book and, and um, started hey. reading. Did you finish it? Ready Player One? Yeah, not yet. I, oh! I'm very close. <laughs> it's very good. It's so it is cool. really. I'm, I'm having fun with
0: it. There two pages in the book that I just was like meh, and the. The whole rest of the book I loved, and I know it's pages sixty-two and sixty-three. <laughs> what what do they talk about on those pages? It's where the kid, and I mean everybody who's listening to these shows, heard about it because everybody's been talking about right. this book. But where the kid lists, and he says, in the past five years, I've read every single thing written by all of this guy's favorite authors, yeah. watched every single movie, mastered every single video game, and I'm like, yeah, okay, pull on this. It plays Jingle Bells because <laughs> it's
5: just
2: like. <laughs> That annoyed the hell out of me too. Yeah, I mean, I like, and which and which time machine have you
0: used to be able to do this? I mean, it's just that was the one. I mean, it's again, it's a suspend disbelief. This is that that linchpin part where he had to learn and do all this stuff, and he did it so fast, so quick. And that was the one part. And I mean, granted, you're reading a uh, you know an alternate future, mm. sort mm. of somewhat super tech version of the future, and it's science fiction, and right. well, you know. So you, also you let all that go by, but just saying that this teenage kid was able to do all of this in five
5: years—that
0: yeah. was the one part that made me go, "What?" But then it's like if you just accept that and move along, the rest of the book is so. Well, much but fun. here's the thing: we did that in ten years in the the decade of the '80s.
1: We absorbed all that stuff. If this kid no, is doing that all the time, not going no, to school, did.
2: he he absorbed everything this bloke loved about video games. Pop movies. culture, yeah. Think about this, but mastering
0: every game, memorizing every, every show—it's no, me, ridiculous. Yeah, I that's, mean, that's a lot to ask. Yeah. That, that's yeah, what I'm saying. I mean, not saying. I mean, yes, you could watch it all and you could read it all, but to the point where he's recalling it without any issues, like he's yes, that the good. Whole film. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And oh, I remember. it re- Chris, are you yeah. listening to, to it, War
1: reading Games? It. I love War Games. I, to answer your question, Greg, I'm reading it.
2: Uh, okay, because Will Wheaton um, narrates it. Mm-hmm. And there's a line in there saying that um, about Will Wheaton, which I found quite. He's talking about himself in the book. But Will
0: Wheaton does a brilliant job of narrating it. Will Wheaton blocked me on Twitter. He blocked you. I have no idea why either. Dude, I got blocked by uh, GW North America or whatever and then I was like, Hey, why'd you block me? and someone else retweeted it for me and they're like, Oops, sorry, sometimes it's an accident you know, it happens on wow. an accident. All I know is I think one time if I remember correctly, and I was really thinking about this, I felt bad, I'm like, Why'd I get blocked? And I asked people to please retweet for him and unblock me. He's ignored everyone's request to, un- and I'm like, dude, unblock me. And if I do anything offensive, block me, and you'll remember me, and you'll never listen to me again. But I have no idea why you blocked. Maybe me. Maybe
1: he doesn't want to get all the Warhammer related tweets.
0: No, no, no. no I'm, no, I'm no, not saying he's no, not following me. He blocked me, which means I can't follow him. And if I tweet, uh, put an at w- wilw, it won't send. It. No, it won't send. Like I can't do it. Huh? Because I'm blocked from doing that. Now I know one time he was arguing with Adam Baldwin, who is you know Jane from Firefly, Firefly who's really it's a conservative. I follow him on Twitter, and I might have responded to something Adam Baldwin said, and there was an at Will Wheaton in the tweet. I never said anything offensive to Will Wheaton. I know I didn't because I like the guy, but uh, he blocked me. And If anyone knows Will Wheaton, please tell him to unblock me. It's keeping you up at night. It bothers me. <laughs> the guy just
1: hates me for no reason. Fuck that. So to bring it back, that's what I've been reading. <laughs>
0: Sorry, it's so you're still working on that? Still working. I should be finished with Ready Player One by this weekend. I, lo- I really, I, I like the ending too. I, I guessed, I guessed a couple of the things that were happening before they happened. I have my theories too, but, but uh, oh, and I didn't realize that the guy who wrote it was the guy who did, uh, Fanboys, that movie about the oh the Star Wars, the Star Wars, yeah. that's oh, his. Okay. Huh. You know, another movie about a bunch of guys going right, out, right, right, and doing <laughs> stuff like that.
2: Have you been reading anything? Uh, Greg, I um, I have I've just finished. Well, I'm three quarters of the way through the Great Betrayal, which was the uh, it's the first book in the War of the Vengeance series. Okay, Time of Legends. Oh, right, right, right. The Dwarfs and the Elves, hmm. um, which is which is good, um, a solid book so far, I'd say. But um, more interesting, possibly for um, like the Dwarfs and how they interact with their runes and magic and. And the, the the golems they have in their ancient armies and things like that, and just starting to cool. wonder if they're going to r- work it into the dwarf book because um it's the, the mad that their their runes are very much written it is you know it's real magic and they use the runes to cast the magic. Um, they just despise the the kind of random nature of not having magic tethered. Yeah. So, huh. I was talking to a friend about it who's just read it and it's like yeah, hopefully dwarfs are going to get a magic phase. Because I honestly
0: think that it would work. If we lose all those runes, though, all that stuff we can take, and uh, I just don't know how that would work. I I like my runes so much.
2: Yeah, yeah, you, you could do that. There's there's plenty of ways to do it. I don't see the problem with dwarfs having a uh, a magic phase powered by runes. Um, this book is really highlighting the fact that they use the winds of magic; they just harness them in runes. It's oh yeah, really. yeah. Um, and it's really emphasizing that you know. A, there's one bit where a, um a uh, dark elf sorcerer and a coven going up against a and they're they're blasting each other. And he well, he's, he's got his staff out and he's calling lightning from the sky with his staff. Mm. And it's like, wait, he's using magic. Let's put it in the game. Do it right, and it will be really good. I hope so. Uh, there's potential in that. So yeah, um, I'm, I'm almost finished on the Great Betrayal. Um, I know most of that story, but it's still still got enough in there. Um, I'm gonna have to pick up. before out, that, I'm I was reading quiet. Betrayer which is the latest Horus Heresy, um, Angron, and Lorgar story.
1: Which Ooh. book number is that?
2: 24. Uh, wow. I think uh, I'm on 15. Um, I thought I was closer. What are you it's, talking about? I'm on two.
0: It's, <laughs> uh,
2: it's a very interesting book. Um, people have thought I've been negative. I'm not negative. I did enjoy it. I think it's one of those books which is going to pay off three, four, and five books down the line. There's a lot of seeds in there which are going to get tied up, I think. Which is, um, which is very. There's there's some very cool stuff going on it, but I think, as I say, I'll I'll look back on it and remember it as a better book than I read it as, and it's it's a good (laughs) book anyway. So yeah, it's good. I
0: did a lot of reading in the last month, but I've had time at work and I've had all these family things I go to and wait while Heather and her mom go do stuff. Okay. So good. uh, Yeah, I finished Cold Days, the latest Dresden novel. Awesome. Fantastic. Uh, really enjoyed that one. W- one of my favorites of the Dresden novels. They just keep going from strength to strength. <laughs> you
2: just wonder, because Jim Butcher's got like, I heard him do an interview, and he's, he originally wanted to do like 21 books or something like that. Um, you just wonder how far he could push Dresden, because he's like, it's like, oh, my God, it's, it's worse than the last book. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> How's he going to get out of this?
0: Well, it, it would be <laughs> cool if he did uh, 21 being a, a magic number, having him, Wrap up the series there at least, instead of just going I, on.
2: I, I, I mean, that's. I think it was that number. It, apparently, when he was at school, when he, when he was talking about want to be an author, I want to do a twenty-one book series. I think it was twenty-one. Okay. He was on um, Geek and Sundry on um, Sword and Laser on their uh, YouTube show. Oh right, uh, doing quite an, an interesting interview, and kind of he told his teacher he was going to do this. So I don't know. That's me kind of looking at it, but he says he's got, he knows the arc, and he knows what he wants to
0: do. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's very good when we're fighting with santa claus that was awesome <laughs> yeah, santa claus is ridiculous oh no it's not. it's actually really cool it i'm works.
2: sure it is you, you try and tell anyone dresden and how it how it works as books and i mean the thing that gets me is you you start getting near the end of the book and you're like you haven't tied anything up you know come on you haven't got enough time you haven't got enough then all of a sudden you're re- really running out of pages and he makes it work you know yeah. it's not it's not rushed it just works exactly. and you can't really explain it very well to people
0: there's no deus ex machina coming in right yeah. at the end you know no cheap giveaway ending it's just he's not it's a, it all comes together right at the end yeah. Ugh. yeah so let's see. i finished that and then i read Krampus, the yule lord cuz my wife found that for me for christmas cuz i love the story of the Krampus. and this guy he's one of these authors and you see his picture in the back of the book and he's tall and thin he wears all black suit and he's got the little long black hair all combed straight back and the black goatee. His name is Brom, B-R-O-M. Mm-hmm. And he writes this story, and he basically researched all this stuff about the Krampus when he heard about Krampus from his girlfriend. And um, tied basically the Krampus and Santa Claus back into Norse mythology. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. um, wrote this whole story about basically the Krampus... You know the, the 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 story's hundreds of years old. but we you know people haven't heard of him for uh, anything about him much for a long time, and the whole story goes that basically he's been imprisoned. The, Santa didn't have the didn't have the heart to kill him, but he has imprisoned him, and there's all this really cool stuff that basically the uh, that Krampus is like one of the sons of Loki, right. and um, Santa Claus is actually Baldur after he was reborn. And he r- writes this whole story about how Krampus basically finally breaks out of this imprisonment and tries to kill Santa Claus and take back his stuff because he used to be the he would go to these different places at Yule Tide and people would offer him so much violence aimed at Santa Claus. Oh, What's going it really on? Was. It's the second book,
1: or that's happening.
0: But uh, it was actually much a much better book than I thought it was going to be when I started reading it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Krampus the Yule Lord. It's a, it's a really cool. If you want to get an interesting take on these different stories and tying them into different mythologies was really good. Um, I finished Sword of Calidor, the second book. How yeah. was that? That's really good. Um, it does suffer a little bit from second book in the trilogy which is um, Sons of Anarian. You can read it, and it's complete in and of itself. You know the story they were telling was wrapped up and done. You know that there's more story to come. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Star Wars. I it's, was just thinking that. Same exact thing. It's, it's a complete story in episode one. Yeah. Or episode four. And you you can leave it there and be done with it. Um, Whereas episode five is not complete because it's so
1: open-ended? Yes. Same thing here?
0: Same thing here. Um, um, it, almost but not as bad as in The Matrix. Remember the second Matrix movie? Mm-hmm. He falls down, collapses, and then he's in a coma right next to the guy that right. was taken over by Smith. I mean, it was literally one of those, oh, we just literally got out of the danger spot, but they're still chasing us. End of book. You know, so okay. Um,
1: so it bridges one and three.
0: Yeah, and you get some. But the the getting inside the head of both Teclis and Tyrion is really cool. And the guys doing he's doing a great job of it. Have you read these, Greg?
2: No, um, I'm actually just looking at my big pile of books I've got over there. <laughs> uh, like I've got two Ender's Game books, a load of Spike Milligan ones, The next Got Trick and and a few others. I'm like, and I've got that's without my Kindle. Yeah, they might have to wait.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to pick those up though. They'll sound interesting. Help me yeah, get inspired for good. the pending High elf release coming up.
0: And I, I think I have them. I have them both on my Nook. So if you want to borrow, it, I have to loan you my Nook. I have to look at your Nook. <laughs> oh, you know what I meant. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I know what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the audience will keep it you together. Keep it together. And let's see what else. Um, finish that. Finished Ready Player One. And, oh, about a quarter of the way done with First Heretic. So in the last four weeks, I've read about four and a half books. Cool. Kareti Player One I read in like two days. I mean, it was and, that was a quick read.
2: the end of First Heretic is amazing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then I get to read Prospero Burns. And I, that I'm looking forward to, some Space um, Wolf goodness.
2: Before we move on from reading, Dave, did you want to talk about the competition?
0: Yes, and thanks for bringing it up and reminding me. Folks, Greg is generously offered to make...
2: <laughs> You say generalist. Um Games, uh, Black Library have re-released all the um, Black Li- are re-releasing all the Horus Heresy books in a new collectible, shiny format, um, and being a muppet, um, I'm buying them all again. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I no, mean, I'm not the only one. So I've decided that the first three books as a trilogy I'm going to give away to um, a, a lucky listener um, anywhere around the world. I'll post them off. That's
1: fine.
0: So how does this person win? Well, we're going to open a contest, or we haven't had a contest in a while. We're uh-huh. going to open a contest thread on our forum, so you have to join our forums. It's free. Um, you only have to do a captcha on the first uh, post. Your first post has to be in the introduction section, or it won't let yeah. you post anywhere else. That's how we keep out spammers. But um, go to the contest thread. And we've been doing the Wisdom of Warhammer sketch a little bit Um and it's really easy to find quotes for 40k. Not as easy to find good quotes for fantasy. And so I'm going through looking for fantasy quotes. And um, so anyone who's got quotes from Warhammer Fantasy, uh, I don't care where you found them. We find them in books, find them whatever. I just you know what? I, I don't want to take whole swaths of the of the fluff sections like when we were reading bits out during the mm-hmm. beastman review. I didn't want to do that as a wisdom I was. I, I kind of like quoting, you know. When quoting you guys, actual characters. Yeah. Stuff. Okay. And a lot of that shows up in books or it shows up in different magazines or different rule books. Um, so just go in and post a a couple of quotes. Uh, one quote, two quotes, six quotes. I mean, everyone's going to be, you know, if you post one quote, it's going to be that you're going to get one entry you're just, no matter you're how many once, quotes. You're no matter once. what. Okay. If you have more quotes, you could use them. Um, it, we may use them. If they're good ones, we could put them up. But I'm basically looking for more. I want to. You want more, more material. I've gotten good feedback on the wisdom. People have said they've liked it. So I want to keep doing it. I think it's kind of fun. It's a nice thing to end the show with a quote from some, one of the books. Uh, so send in something. And uh, then we're just going to randomly roll off however many entrants we got. We'll roll it off. That person win. And Greg will send you the the initial trilogy for the uh for the, for Black the maybe uh,
1: that lucky person will have autographed copies by by Greg Dan. Ooh. Who
0: knows?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I'm not sure about that. I think I lent the first book to someone, and it may have got dropped very quickly in a bath. Oh, so, yeah. These aren't. It's re- readable Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, literally just kind of splashed, as it were. Ah. But uh, don't expect a brilliant cop. They've been read a cup by a couple of people at least. The spines will be busted up and whatever.
0: Sure. But well broken. In. Those are well-loved books. Though. They're broken. In. Read they them. And, you know, give them to a friend. And um, yeah. So, so that so. that contest thread will go up when this episode posts, I assume. So we'll run this contest. Uh, it'll be up on the thread. We'll run it at least until February tenth, twelfth, right around Valentine's Day. Uh, whenever we record the episode for the February twenty fifth, that'll will you know the day that we're going to record it. I'll just we'll close it the night before. So two episodes from now. Yeah, we'll an- announce the winner. Is that yeah, right? it'll actually be three. three episodes. Three. That'll give okay. people a couple episodes to listen, and we always record a little early. So sure. That way, it'll post on the tenth, and we'll go for a little over a month. Sounds good. Okay, so that's all of uh, uh, the reading. So um so we're into modeling. Yes, we're into modeling. Greg, have you done any modeling?
2: Um yeah, over Christmas I spent a lot of time painting. Um I I managed to pick up a really good deal on some ogres over the last few months. I got I don't know how many how much value's worth of stuff <laughs> for for a silly ridiculous price. Basically kind of got like one of every Man Eater special edition models, all the characters. Foam, there have been more you know more iron guts than I can ever wish to paint. Mm. More ogres than I can ever wish to paint. So I've just been sitting painting them basically, um, which have actually gone up. I'm going to mention the other Bad Dice podcast. Bad uh, um, Dice, that's okay. We like that. Bad Dice nice you know, good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> they, uh, <Yeah. laughs> they've got. Um, they're running a little kind of get painting thing with a little oh, bit
1: the, of a, the the contest, yeah, right? Yeah, a I little bit that.
2: of a prize giving. So. I thought, well, while they've got that there, I'll post that one there as well. So I've got, you know, I'm just going to finish off my ogres for that, which is, I've got a list here, like eight Morncav, Mornfang, uh, one Rhinox Rider, four with 17 ogres, 11 Iron Guts, then all my characters and,
0: wow. and all that. So. Yeah, well, that's, the, the, for anyone who hasn't seen it, they're doing a paint a 2,400 point army in a year. So you got to yeah, be painting about 200 um, points a month.
2: No, it's, it, oh yeah, it's a lot more fluid than that. Um, because I've got already got quite a lot of my – I've already got like t- uh, 12 iron guts painted, things like that. It's, if you haven't got an army to paint, then it's basically paint a unit a month. Yeah. Mm. It's, actually,
0: it's it's quite fluid. So it's just quite good. It's, it's a, lot that's a good contest. People. Ben got that from the Independent Characters podcast. Oh, which is a 40 okay. K, And he said it in his little the little email he sent us. A very good podcast. It's a great po- it's, if you if you even want to dabble into 40k podcasts. Just
2: from the background. Oh my god! <laughs> or, or even if you're just into campaign gaming, it would suit your listeners quite well. Yeah, they do a lot of talking about fluff gaming,
0: and very good. Okay, when the Tamarcon book came out, and we did two episodes covering that, like covering the story and reading sections, and everyone. Was, I remember when I first did that. Christopher's like, "Oh my god, do we really want to cover it?" And I'm like, "Yes." I got the idea to do that in that kind of like go through the story and everything, right. from listening to them, they did every single Imperial Armor book. As the Imperial yeah. Armor books come out, they do the whole story, give you the fluff, give you the background, talk about the different legions that are involved, and then talk about the different campaign settings. And, I mean, really, I've taken a lot of inspiration for stuff. In fact, our hobby commitments that we've been doing, this little, I, I
1: stole that from them, too. They do hobby <laughs> commitments every episode. That's the highest form of flattery, right?
0: Do they? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's
1: a good they show. Got,
2: they got nominated for the podcasting awards as well. Yeah, yeah. It shows you they're, they're a good show, very good show.
0: Yeah, they're a great show. And so Ben took that idea from there, and, um, and then, like I said, our our whole hobby commitment of what are you going to do for next episode even is totally from from, from them okay. because they had a contest to paint an army in a year, and so they were committing to getting this section done every show. Hmm. So, so yeah,
2: I've, I've just been doing my ogres, um, I have actually done ten adeptus arbites from Necromunda because I hit a. I was painting a Rhinox rider and I just stopped. You know how it is when you've got a model in front of you and you just look at it and think, I must paint that bit, and you just never get around to doing it. So I figured that I have to have something else, just do something else, paint it, finish it. And then I came back, finished off that model in about 10 minutes, and it's amazing how changing your view on what you're doing can really kind of liven you up to what you were doing. Oh, yeah. A little variety for the, yeah, secret yeah. change.
1: And, yeah, freshen things up.
2: Yeah, it, it's amazing how how much impetus it can put back into your original. Absolutely. Thing. So, I mean, if anyone, I, I post pictures of my stuff when I do it online as well on, on Twitter. So, um, at Child of Fang, if anyone wants to see some averagely painted models go up.
1: <laughs> no, you, your, your
0: stuff is actually quite good. Yeah, um,
2: it's getting better. I can paint between the lines mostly, uh,
0: which is which is good. That's always the first step. That's where Harrison yeah. has so much trouble: is everything either doesn't come up to the edge. Oh, sometime,
2: sometimes I do as well.
0: Oh and man, I'm thinking. I don't know. The next army I'm going to paint, I may have to go with something of more of an elite army, even though that's not my play style. Why do you say that? Because I do you want less models, dude. I painted 500 models this year. My God, <laughs> army is not done? Just <laughs> more come, keep on sprouting out of the ground. I know. That's I just, that's your army. I know and I've got so much other stuff too and it's like I just kind of want to I want to paint a different color scheme different Chris, Hugh,
2: Should we challenge him to do the 1000
0: Noblar army?
2: Ooh. Oh, Would
5: you start. do a 1000 Noblar?
0: <laughs> don't start because I'm already considering I'm already considering do I really want to go out and buy myself about 50 or 60 more more uh, dogs
1: for the <laughs> for your VC? Yeah. Oh, you're not going to do that. Uh,
0: uh no, I I was thinking about wanted super heavy chaff. I was thinking about it but no. <laughs> uh, thousand so, a though. We, think of it. I could do a thousand Noblars in. I don't think you can. Oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I see what you're doing there. You, yeah, <laughs> you keep it clean.
2: There's that video online of, of the guy who did it.
0: Oh, some guy painted <laughs> a thousand Noblars
2: He's got the big. He's got a big like the old-fashioned sweet jars, plastic sweet jar, um, which he rolls his dice in for his units when he fr- does his throwing stuff. Oh, my God. But it was it was in the last edition. He was, like, throwing stuff at a giant and took it out easily with one unit. <laughs> Didn't bother me. I,
1: I think I saw that somewhere. Yeah,
2: it's, it's on dollars. YouTube somewhere, if you oh look guys. it up. I think I think it's a thousand odd blowers <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just,
1: just throwing it out there, you know. Whatever. It would be cool to see.
0: <laughs> what have you been painting? <laughs> it would be cool to see.
1: <laughs> for <laughs> me, I've been doing a lot of Orc and Goblin heroes. Uh, David, you were kind enough for Christmas to get me a hero on... A giant, squig, yeah. The hero and then on a, a hero big squig. on the giant spider. Yep. So I, I thank you for those. You're welcome. Merry I have Christmas. something for you which I didn't bring, but I'll bring it for you next time. Okay. Um, so I, I put those together both in fine cast. And I have to say that the hero on spider went together very easily. Yep. I can only
0: imagine the, the metal version being incredibly hard to put together because those <laughs> legs. <laughs> You know, I know when FineCast came out, it had its issues and stuff, but the more I use it, and I just and I keep not getting bad ones. I mean, I know people say they get them. I'm I'm the same. My experience has been really good. <laughs> it's, um,
2: where, it's when you go back to either picking up a metal model or you start cutting up a FineCast one and you remember about metal and you're just like, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, yeah, it's so much just, easier. Would, I'd give up doing it. I think you've got to be careful with FineCast. It's, um, it's delicate. When, it's yeah. delicate, for the, sure. The major problems they had as well were... The old metal moulds with the early runs, mm. um, the more fine cast is using the mould, the more it works. Yep. But also, with moulds made specifically for fine cast, they seem to have a lot less issues. Agreed.
0: <laughs> They're so, just, man. Good. They're so easy to use. I mean, every time I sit down, and it's like I've even been putting together and just trying to pin up in little bits for the Malifaux models oh, for Heather, yeah. or for or for the those. Yeah, the, I mean, I'm telling you, those troll bloods for the hordes. I mean, I have a troll that I put like seventeen pins in Ugh. to hold that thing together, yeah. and I don't. I get a fine cast model. It's like, oh, I'm just going to trim and a little scrape. And, and don't I take worry about s- it. it's nice. yeah. And It's nice. Like, it's oh, so perfect. And a little bit of liquid green stuff here just to cover up any the any seam. edging. Yeah. But even the thing is with the super glue, it, it sort of like melts it together. So there's not even a seam. Yeah, it goes it just, together quickly. Oh, my it's God. Going like
1: metal. It's metal. You have to sit there and hold it for like a half hour. And breathe on it. it. No. Matter, you know,
2: taking the mold lines off metal models was never easy. Especially when it was over like fur or something. Yeah, it, was just, yeah. it was such a nightmare that you actually I don't mind filling in a little hole compared to that. Not at I all. Really
1: nope. So worked on those two. I put together my Skarsnik model. Um, I also have an Avatar of Wars orc, what they call an orc berserker. Yeah. Okay. Which is basically a, a savage question. orc. Yeah, I yeah. really like that one. <laughs> put that one together too. And uh, a little bit of War Machine sprinkled in there. Look at you. Uh, some Retribution Sentinels. Ah, uh, So is that is that, it to that's me, I guess? It.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, uh oh, God.
1: 500 or what?
0: I had finals, <laughs> and then I got done with finals, and then it was Christmas. Like, I got done on the 21st, and it was get everything packed, get ready for Christmas. Did you sense
1: the drama, Greg? Or well, no. We got, we're, we're, up to something epic, we're off Friday.
0: No. This is not. Okay. This is so not epic. I finished school on Friday, the 21st, right? 22nd is Christmas uh, early Christmas with grandma so we can just exchange stuff. So that's Saturday. We're there the night. Sunday, we're getting ready. Monday is Christmas Eve at my sister's. Then Tuesday is Christmas at, at my in-laws. Uh, Thursday is my sister's birthday. Don't forget that Friday, that day we finished school, was Harrison's birthday. So besides oh, going out, like every like not being home, and then those few days I was home, I mean, Chris, now you're down here. I, have, I mean, I'm almost done. There's the reconstruction, the shelves have been built, stuff's put away. I I haven't done anything. Nothing. Okay, (laughs) I did do two things. I got an Empire Army. You got an Empire Army? Yeah, I got... uh, For Christmas? No, I picked up Berthold's Army. You bought it? Yeah. Morgan wants to play Empire really bad. She wants to learn how to play Warhammer, but she really only wants to play the Empire. What kind of price? If Uh, you don't mind uh,
1: my asking. On the air?
0: Well, I I I, 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 I got a good price for it. He gave me a real good deal. Um... I think we both did pretty well. Mm. Um, there wasn't too much haggling, but it was it was it was it was a good deal. I wouldn't have bought it if it wasn't a really good deal. So he's got almost a complete. He's got army, a lot. You know? He's got quite a bit. I mean, I got I didn't I did not pay what the what the you know retail value was obviously, um, but I've got a lot of stuff now so. Once I've got my VC done, I'm going to help Morgan with the building and, and putting, th- I, I like to build them, and then I'm going to prime them for her, and she's going to learn to paint with them.
1: See, you, you need to have more kids so that we have more players locally. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Your
1: boys will get into it. Let
0: them get uh, a little older. I don't know.
1: My wife, I don't think, will allow it, frankly.
0: What do you think they won't, <laughs> she won't allow it? You're playing, they come down, you are a little older, they're old enough to sit and watch. They'll look at it, but... And then you they'll sit and looking watch and them, be them reading a and and showing oh, it. Oh, okay. I roll, can I roll your things? dice for you? Okay, no, I agree. A, See, there's there's math,
1: there's creativity involved, that's, spatial relationships, and judging angles and distances. So I'm
0: there right, right, right there with you. That's. I mean, come on. Harrison said at six, I want to play. I said, when you can read, and he can already read. I'm like, but when you can read your own rules and write your own army lists and do the math, you're in. And 18 months later, Harrison, at the at the right age of eight, is writing up two thousand point army lists on his own without errors and playing the game. And he's, you know, well, that's yeah, that's good. But my wife put her foot down and said,
1: absolutely not, none of that, no Dungeons and Dragons, no computer games. You know,
0: so you just
2: need to find something worse. And
0: start yeah. the think, too. Seriously, say, well, you know, your kids are going to be like, d- my dad's doing that weird thing that my mom won't even let us watch. Your kids going to think yeah. you're downstairs killing on, animals. on, You want to smoke some pot? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Well, we were going to get these hookers and blow. Right. <laughs> or we could play Warhammer. You decide. <laughs> Which one's better? Dude, how, you, how do you think I, whenever Heather would get mad about me, I'm like, well, oh, you know, you're right. I am spending too much time with this. I'll just go out with your brother. They're going out They're going out Wednesday to Hogs and Honeys and ride the mechanical bull and do some drinking. Maybe I'll go out with him. No, that's okay. Buy your damn model. It's, a, it's all how you frame it, I exactly. suppose. Huh? Um, besides the Empire <laughs> Army, I picked up a cockatrice. Cacatrees, cacatries, cacatries, cacat something. How do you I like it? Up, uh, I haven't even been able to put it together yet. But uh, since I'm thinking we're going to start playing a few Storm of Magic games, uh, maybe that be part of the campaign. I figured it'd be a good thing to get a few of the models at least, bought and built. So if we wanted to use them in Storm of Magic, right. we would have some. There, you know, there's things we can proxy, but now we have some, and I'm, I'm committing to getting a few more monsters so that we can do some Storm of Magic stuff. And cool. that, that was one that UGG had that I didn't dislike because I didn't want the Manticore. I think the Cockatrice is a, the model itself. I, th- I really like I it. I like it. I do like it. So I picked that up. That's that's everything. That good stuff, I, as they say. Good stuff. Good stuff. Speaking of good stuff, we need to take a break. Yes. Um, we're overdue. So we're going to break, and we'll come back and um, talk a little bit about uh, some of the gaming that we've been doing. Uh, quickly, we had big FetterCon last weekend, and then we'll get into the uh, year review of uh, GW stuff. We'll be back in a minute.
1: Hey Dave, I'm looking for a place to play some Warhammer.
0: Family games, board games? You mean Unmatched Awards and Adventure?
1: Sure, uh, place with collectible and trading card games, RPGs, unusual you gifts. You
0: mean unparalleled offerings and fun?
1: Okay. And it'd be great if they had books, candles,
0: and collectibles, too. Particular presents and playtime? You're looking for unique gifts and games! Okay, but... Uh, Located in historic downtown Lake, Illinois... UGG caters to gamers of all types. Okay, but... miniature games, board games, card games, yeah. Doctor Who, all right? But things supernatural. I understand. It's but... all here. Okay, but with frequently it... scheduled events, open gaming, a clean and friendly atmosphere. Okay, stop by UGG or or, or visit or, them yep. online at uniquegg.com. You could have just told me about unique gifts and games. Individualized endowments and festivities, essential awards and diversions, one-of-a-kind presents and happy fun time!
1: Alright, that's enough. Rhinox. Riders. Hey, this is Rain Dog on the West Coast, and I'm going to advertise the Black Sheep Brawl, brought to you by the Order of the Black Sheep in Salem, Oregon.
3: It's going to be on January 19th through the 20th at the Red Lion Inn in Salem, Oregon. Go to the Black Sheep Brawl for more details. It's a 2,400-point tournament. No special characters.
0: All armies must be painted. $45, five games, two days, 42 spaces available. I'd like to see you there and get those dice rolling. Talk to you later.
3: random
1: Welcome back to the garage, you guys. We're back. Tools, back, back. back. Yeah, (laughs) all sorts of tools.
0: So, uh, who's been playing some games?
4: We have, we have.
0: (laughs) I did get a couple games in, and God, did it feel great to get some games in! Yeah, you're talking about the games we had at FederCon, yes, at Grant's place. Yeah, I mean, it's been so. I mean, I haven't. I mean, we've been playing. All I've played is our our campaign campaign games, games? and I. Yeah, that's the
1: thing. You don't play enough. If I could be so bold. You need to play more.
0: I would love to play more. Uh, the problem is getting the getting that time to do it and with all the kids here. Sometimes I feel guilty because it's like I constantly got to ask people to come over here to do everything. Why don't you go to somewhere else? When come to I,
1: my place, go to UGG, go to Grants?
0: It, it's It's a question of when. Well, for me, it's usually once my kids are in bed. Right. But see... These kids go to bed at all sorts of different times too. I mean, uh, I wouldn't if, if I waited till the kids are in bed. I couldn't get to your house till ten o'clock. I'm, I've played that late before. Oh, that's well. Maybe <laughs> maybe we will then because Heather's just like what? I don't think so. Plus, this whole getting up at five in the morning thing to go work out a couple days a week, even sure. even it's just it's getting. I'm like old. I hate it. I want to play more. It was so nice to sit down for a day and get a so bunch of games in.
1: Keep it on gaming, not so much on our lives that are preventing us from gaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. who did you play? I'll cut that out too.
0: Uh, I finally got to play a game. I uh, never played against Ben Cohn, and Tonsie we got from to Whisco Dice. Yep, we got to play against each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took my. Everyone said bring 2000 and 2,400, but then nobody wanted to play twenty four hundred, so I could have just left my terror geist at home. Right, um, but I played basically my Chicago Civil War list, the level four vampire um, general, the level. Two vampire hero and the uh, white BSB. king BSB. Yeah, um, about eight or nine black knights, a horde of ghouls, a couple units of zombies, some chaff, mm-hmm. and uh, a few vargeists. And he had what was Conzie running? He was running tomb kings. He had like two units of archers. He had the the he had the ark of the covenant. He had three war sphinxes, mm-hmm. and then he had of chariots a, like a six chariot unit and uh i just didn't have the tools to deal with four or five really high toughness big monsters it's like i got two units that are good at dealing out damage and the rest is sort of chaff i can pick out two but i couldn't pick out against like four at a time so So, like
1: he uh had the upper hand
0: in that game uh, it was uh okay and you were there, so you you heard. Actually, you heard about this. You got there right after it happened. I got my vampire lord with the ogre blade. He's strength seven, five attacks, red fury, quick blood. I hit every turn he fought. <laughs> he hit with everything. Mm-hmm. Strength seven against a toughness eight. Not one wound. Not a one. Huh? Five rounds of combat with five hits, no wounds. Five rounds of combat? Yeah, I mean, throughout, yes. because he, cause so he did through,
1: 25 hits and not one wound. Is that what you're saying?
0: Yes, against two different Yeesh. War Sphinxes. So it was just, I mean, and I'm not blaming it all on the dice. He played a good game. We had a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun getting to play against, against Conzi because we both know each other, but we've just never had the opportunity. Right. But it's, damn. I mean, just, I, I don't have the tools to deal See, with. See, that's, that's why you need to play more. Your dice just have left you. Multiple, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> multiple high strength high toughness I just monsters
1: oh. it's interesting you say that because in the current meta of eighth with all the war machines out there you would think that those those monsters are easy points but I
0: guess well, you know, I didn't if have a terror, terror, guys if got
2: cannons to... they they can be yeah but I, I, got... you know, I play a, a war as a chaos army and if you don't get you know if you haven't got a hell cannon and you haven't got Maybe the magic to deal with it. Then you're left with strength five stuff, a lot of strength five stuff, which doesn't do a lot against toughness eight. Mm. And then they, you know, Thunderstorm and everything else. Right. They can be really good. Yeah, They're just very match up dependent. That's the problem.
0: And then they got killing blow on all the on all the the freaking riders. And yeah. on, uh, I was just like, wait, what? Do the war sphinxes? Their attacks aren't magical, right? I don't think so. So could you have tied those up with their spirit hosts? I I did try tie one of them up. In fact, the one swings. I just kept moving the spirit host in front of me. He just kept moving him and trying to move him away. And I'm just like slide well, wow. him that's, over. That's yeah. And it's so not doing anything. I had now. yeah. The two want. of them just sat there and just stared at each other the right. whole game. But the rest of it, I just could not. I just and they dealt out so many hits that I was like I was raising up units of zombies and throwing them in the way just to slow them down. Right. That didn't matter? Mean, yeah, I mean, great. He chewed it up, and then I'm like, I'm trying to position and get this stuff here. Just to, but he would chew it all up, and then just turn to face me. Hmm. Oh, here you are. Oh, you crumbled. I can't run. I don't need to run. I'm just going to turn to face you. Yeah, that whole oh, I can't overrun with the It sucks, stuff. doesn't it? Well, no, I mean it didn't. He didn't overrun. No, I, I never made him crumble. I'm talking. He would run up to my zombies, kill almost all but like two of them, Right. and then they would crumble. And he couldn't overrun. Well, that's over okay. Run, yeah. I'm just going to turn and face you. I mean, right. It was never like a "ooh, I kept you from <laughs> overrunning." There was never that issue. But it that's was, what you're just, trying to do. It was like slow him down. Yeah, and it was just. But it's still, it was. It was kind of brutal. I. Uh, it was a little closer than I thought. Here was the stars of the game, though. Was just um, the. Um, the var, the VAR guys didn't last very long, but they did manage to run up and chase off some riders and then uh, run around and uh, and chew up some of the archers a little bit. But uh, the whole game was just, I, I could not deal with all that high strength, high toughness, divvying out that many attacks. It just wasn't Even with the other blade. Huh. Oh, it was just sad. It was sad. I'm sorry, my black knights <laughs> would run up and they were, it was like, he did just enough. I mean, it was one of those things where... He had a you know it, all the roles was exactly the exact amount of number like I like one less wound one less thing I would have had a guy that I could grow back right and mm. he just exactly they didn't crumble he exactly killed that many I still won the combat but he exactly killed that many guys in the unit to kill off the unit Eesh. and I was like oh no, I can't grow them back it was just it was brutal
1: so did you ever hear of that rubber lance syndrome yeah your knights nice, charge in don't don't do a single wound so your guy had
0: rubber ogre blade syndrome exactly. Exactly, it was stupid. That sucks. So I did have you? one other game. I oh, don't. Yeah? I lost by quite. I just kind of at some point I was just like, ugh, I'm just. Done. I don't think we actually even totaled it all up. I was pretty much. You threw the towel in at that point. Yeah. yeah. Um, once he killing blowed out the general, I just rolled for crumble on this. Like, okay, that unit's gone. That unit's right. gone. That, all yeah. my chaff just pff, plop poofed yeah. off the board. I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm dead. I'm dead in like two turn and like two rounds. Like you know, one turn, mm-hmm. it'll be gone. So that was it. Um, But then I got to play against Ryan Nickel. Ooh, Mr.
1: Nickel. You know he is the number one rated player in the United States.
0: Yeah, well, it was a good game. It was close. It was close. <laughs> I, see,
1: I sense <laughs> a tone. A, a changing your tone there, Dave. I tell you, on? it was funny.
0: He was playing high elves, and I'm used to playing against high elves. And um, ran him up at him, and... It was uh, a bloodbath. We just could end. Did he have a heavy combat list? He or? was running a really bizarre list because he was running, and I don't want to talk about his Wapaka list before he goes to Wapaka, but this right. is January 10th. It's coming up right away. But he had you know, he had some sword masters, and he had uh, a couple of small units of archers, and he had Elthirion. The guy on the griffin. On the griffin. Yeah. And then he had his BSB on an eagle. So they're just flying around, protecting stuff. And if you don't have shooting, again, to kill off the Griffin, Eltharian is stupid amounts of tough. Like, he comes flying in, and he's kind of awesome.
1: What lore was he running? Death?
0: Yeah, I think he was running death. Yeah, he was running death. And um, he had that. And then what else did he have? He didn't have a ton. He had a big block of spearmen who just managed to kill off my vargeist really fast. Sure. No, um, no
1: armor. There's the
0: right, key. and their toughness four. And I was figuring, right. I was figuring, I, you know, I, and I'm like, he'll get a few in, you know, his his hits because they are vampiric, so he wasn't hitting as well. Um, the saving grace on this was that he wasn't running a level four, and so he didn't get a lot of, a lot of magic Unless off
1: there in being a level two. I believe. Right,
0: and then I got, um, I had my level four, and I basically was just. Van Helsing and um, the other ones. So it was like re-rolling to hits or to wounds on almost every turn, but it was just like he couldn't. He couldn't fail a fear check. He couldn't fail a break check. <laughs> I mean, when I mean literally, the, when I finally got in there, I was fighting him with um, from the front with my uh, night bus, and then I managed to get him in the flank with my general with all my ghouls. And I'm chopping up sword masters left. Oh, I beat him by a bunch. Oh, he needs snake eyes. He misses the first one. Second roll, reroll. Snake eyes. I was like,
5: <gasps> yeah.
0: Are you kidding me? Altharian actually breaks and runs because he needs snake but I can't chase him. Right. I mean, it was just that sort of a game where everything. I just I couldn't catch a break on that end of the of on that part of the game. Um, surprisingly, though. He had two units of archers, one in a building on the far my far right, and another one on a hill on the left side of the board. I flew up with two bats and a spirit host, and um, the spirit host actually didn't make it. And I flew up with two bats and a unit of zombies, and the bats were already in combat, so the zombies can only kind of fit in on the like a couple of guys in there. Right. But he only had like twelve arch twelve archers. Mm-hmm. My bats weren't going to hurt the archers, and the archers couldn't put... I had all these zombies. the zombies weren't doing enough, but they were winning through the combat res. Through attrition, you're uh, killing a couple. Well, I would kill one or two, and then I had, you know, three ranks and a banner and all that stuff. So I broke them, ran them down with like a 10 or an 11, got way forward after I run them down. The zombies did. Yeah. Yeah. Then um, managed to move the zombies forward, got off of Van Health, jumped them forward again, Charged him into the other archers on the other side of the board, wiped them out. Yep. Overran into the tower where the wizard was, and the zombies killed the wizard too. Oh, <laughs> so my unit of twenty zombies took out two units of archers and his wizard, his level two wizard. <laughs> it's a pretty good zombie unit. Yeah, um, but other than that, it was just this big grind fest in the middle because I could not hurt his guys, and he finally—I mean, this game was decided by hundred and five points against me. I lost this game by a hundred and five points. Wow. I was, I was anything away from a draw. I was that close to beating Yikes. the number one player, and it was a fun game. I mean, it was just like constant, you know, just every little bit, every little move. We're watching the ah, table. elves versus VC.
1: That's a tough game for the high elf player, I think, because <laughs> <laughs> your your troops are so cheap and they come up so easily with your magic.
0: Yeah, and I was managing to bring stuff back. It was just I couldn't get his. Um, I couldn't get I mean his general was 500 Points his BSB right. was another couple They're flying around where you can't get them And I could you know? not catch them and, and, and get them But uh, the super zombie Unit starting all the way on the left side Of the board rushing forward Um, It was the one time that It was I was playing a game And uh, even Ryan was like damn Because I had I kept Almost everything within 12 inches of my general So everybody marched forward oh, Yeah and then I got off the 12-inch Van Hell's Bubble, so everyone went another eight inches. <laughs> and he went first, but he only moved up like four or five inches. But then at the end of turn one,
1: I he, mean... You were up in his grill.
0: I, his army was surrounded. I had stuff completely around everything, and he was barely out of his deployments when Grant came by. He's like, this is the end of turn one? I was like, Dave, what are you doing? He's like, playing a little aggressive, aren't you? I'm like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Push it forward. Oh, it was so much fun yeah. just to get the spell off and to get everything <laughs> right up in his face where it's like... Because I've had that happen to me before, and if you're not ready for it, suddenly at the end of turn one, your opponent's entire army yeah, you're is on the back inches foot from already. your deployment yeah. zone. And the thing is, he was never really on the back foot. It was her turn, his turn. I'm sorry, his turn. He would get off any charge he wanted, you know, do anything he needed to do. But I was right there in his face, and psychologically, you feel like, oh crap, I'm. Hey, what am I going to do? Down
1: on you, the pressure is on.
0: But in the end, like I said, I lost it by 105 points. Oh, I was so mad. Take down number one. That would have been <laughs> such a quote. I would have <laughs> been like, yeah. but I didn't. Well so. played, though. It was a good game. It was so much fun. So I've gone way too long. What about uh, what about your games? Uh, I've played. Uh, you know, I, I'm kind of in Adepticon prep mode. So already,
1: yep, yeah, yeah. So I'm doing a lot of practice practice games leading up to that. So the list that I've been using is a little um, unorthodox. Right. It's uh, basically an all shooting and all magic kind of gun line orc and goblin list <laughs> where there's only one combat block and it's a unit of 37 or so savages with bows not biggins with bows savage orcs with bows yeah okay and it's funny I played Jake Murphy he was like they can take bows I didn't <laughs> like, know they could yeah, either they can uh, there's a BSB with the poison banner uh uh-huh. a black orc general he's the lord um, a wolf a hero on wolf and then let's see two, two four six I want to say six War Machines, three units of Fast Cav, two Trolls, uh, and that's about it. Oh, a couple of <laughs> Chariots.
0: Machines, yeah. How many deployments is that? Like 17? That's a lot. Uh, yeah,
1: it's something like 12 deployments or something. <laughs> oh but uh, basically the idea is to shoot magic, You know, throw stuff in the way to delay the opponent's uh-huh. advance. And once my block gets in trouble, I don't know if I should give this away. It's my Adepticon plan. Ooh. But once the, the block becomes threatened,
0: then just Hand of Gork it out of the way. Okay, folks.
2: That's, now, that's, that's, that's not a plan you need to worry about giving away. That's just, <laughs> yeah. that's just good tactics.
0: Okay, folks. Now, if you want to win Adepticon, you start making your list ready to take that on. The anti gunline. Once I got my Adepticon list, I'll give it to you guys, too, and I'll tell you my plan because you could beat me on the bottom tables all you want. No, so.
2: <laughs> no, one, no one ever plans to take Orcs and Goblins out. It's not, a th- <laughs> it's not a thing they plan. That's one of the Orcs and Goblins' biggest kind of strengths.
0: <laughs> True. Nobody's yeah.
2: prepared. It's, it's, it's not the matter, is it? So no one ever kind of worries. Oh, I could worry worry about the orcs and goblins.
0: Yeah, not at all. I worry yeah. about the orcs and goblins.
1: But that's. Fun. But in general, oh, I, hate, I think
2: I, I hate them with warriors of chaos. Hate it.
1: That, that's a great matchup for orcs and goblins. Yeah, it is, a,
2: it's an awesome matchup. for Orcs and goblins. Uh, you
1: just see those swarms of expensive, you know, yeah, heavy few armor units. stuff that yeah. you ignore yeah.
2: all their armor on and right, yeah.
1: But what I've found is, I've played three games, I'm one and two, what I've found is the win or loss, it's usually about maybe a, a 200 point difference or so, and that's it. Yeah. Usually everything on my side, except my characters and my big block, mm-hmm. everything else is dead. But in that uh, in that block, I've got maybe 1,500, 1,600 points worth, which if I'm smart about it, if I'm smart with it, 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 it won't. I won't okay. give up those points. I see what you're saying. Right. So, I, you know, I've got to practice a little bit more. Um, if I can keep those fast cavalry elements alive a little bit longer, I think those will save me some points. So, yeah. I'm pretty. it's it's interesting. I was talking to Alex Nikotenko, uh, who you know. He's one of our local players. And he, he's of the opinion that orcs and goblins, even though people think orcs can fight, they can't. Okay.
2: Nah. Weapon skill 3. Weapon skill degrees. 3, yeah.
1: Uh, and, you know, I fought him a long time on that. I thought, yeah, I, I think in the right matchup they can. But in general, maybe, you know, maybe they can't. You know, so against those armies that are known for fighting, like your warriors, Right. like your dark elves, mind raiser dark elves, that sort of thing.
0: Well, they're obviously not elite, and they have thousands of choices. And that's where they make up for it, though, is I'm going to hit you from 17 yeah. different angles. Uh, you know, I've tried that. I don't know if it works. I, well, I don't know either because I don't
1: play them. But <laughs> I, I've tried that. Try to overwhelm the opponent with lots of. Fairly hard hitting
0: units, and it's either terrain will stop you from doing that animosity. Oh no, I'm just thinking how it's a, here comes a squig, and then here comes one or two of these little um, fanatics, and then right. I got two Doom Divers, and then there's a there's a there's a wave of wagon hard hitting hit, stuff. Yeah. There's a chariot over here, it just it, crap mm-hmm. after crap after crap hits you, and it's like you're I'm getting sixty points here and thirty points there, and it's chewing up right. my expensive right. units. I mean, I. That seems to be the theory behind them, like the fluff of it, you know, just the mobs of green, you know, the green wave. But, damn, it's hard to make it work. <laughs> it really is. It's, yeah, so we'll see how the list does.
1: It's, it'll be interesting. That's right. one
0: of those lists that seems like if you could there, – there's, like, there's there's a switch somewhere. There's, like, one little thing they need. I don't know what it is, but it seems like if they just got this one, they'd be, like, one of the top-tier armies because they've got every. Every piece you like could possibly have. Maybe that's it. But I'm saying it's literally they've got every other piece of the puzzle. It's just it never all fits together. Whether animosity screws it over like it does for you every time we play, mm-hmm. or whether it's just that you know, it's. Or, I, th- I
2: think it's possibly that nothing they've got is reliable. Um, the right. savage orcs have got frenzy, which you know can be awful. Um, your elite units haven't got the yeah, black orcs. They're. They haven't got that many attacks. They're, uh, they're expensive. You know, at not that great stats. Right. They're good, but they're not brilliant. Um, the squig herds are brilliant, but they just can get massacred. Animosity you know, well. Yeah, animosity can affect any of your units. And your war machines, they can just have bad days. I think it's one of those things. There's nothing that you ever rely on in their army.
1: Right. It's just a sheer choice and yeah. cheap points, really.
0: Yes. So here's a question. Is that almost a good thing, though? They've got all these parts, and nothing. If there was something in that list that was absolutely reliable, it would be the one plus in every list, wouldn't it? I mean, Uh, well, currently it's got to be the Savage Orcs. I mean, and they become the one plus. Yeah, they're the they're the most reliable. But if you had something that was that (laughs) unit that you could always rely on, yeah, then that would become the one. I'm just saying. I mean, I kind of like kind of cookie cutters. That what you're saying? Exactly. I mean, if they think from a
2: hobby point, it's great.
0: Yeah. I mean, with the five books, it's like, yeah. I mean, granted, I mean, I know everyone who plays Orcs and Goblins is probably, like, well, no, it sucks. We, I'd love to have an extra, but the the, the books have seemed to have all come out, with the exception of maybe the Mournfang Cav. Mm-hmm. There's there's nothing in a list that's just, oh, I have to have this all the time. You know, you could there's really. a, there's it's, variety, it's very of lists. Varied, yeah. yeah, in the options. And I, I like that. I, I, I do too. It's part of the thing that I love, even playing with my VC. Is I've got now a couple of th- two, three different. Build, yeah. I can play and still get around the same results, which is I still lose, but yeah. at least I can, I can play with some variety. Oh, there, the there's table. something
1: to that, so I'll I'll try this uh, magic heavy and shooting list. The next list I want to try features you know a horde of trolls. How successful will that be? I don't know, but it lo- I think it'll be fun. It's,
2: yeah. yeah, it's not a bad way orcs and goblins can do because you can have the cheap new generals cheap enough and can hang around with them. And yeah, trolls and, and trolls are very good with the current, you know, with demigryphs and everything around at the right, moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, if, if the Demigris go in and they don't tend to kill that many on the charge, mm-hmm. and then you'll, if your vomits work alright, you, you, you actually start to grind out those combats. Yeah. It's really yeah. good.
1: Absolutely. So we'll see how that list uh, plays out in Adepticon. So I'll try, I'm gonna try, between now and then, I'm going to try to get as many practice games with that list as possible. So that's about it for my gaming. How about you, Greg?
2: Um, well, between Christmas and New Year, we went to a 1,600-point tournament called The End Times, um, which I won't go into too much detail. But I took, I took Demons, and it was crazy scenarios. It was all a bit of a laugh. Um, and Bolt of Change is a spell that you don't see that often on the table anymore because every Zinch Demon takes a different lore, and the horror blocks aren't big but boy, can it ruin armies. <laughs> it's brilliant. You start throwing 2d6 strength, d6 plus four Ouch. magic missiles down at 24 inch range. And I, I removed, yeah, I took 10, 10, wounds off a Mournfang unit in one turn. But yeah. Take <laughs> nice. Um, and things like that. It's, um, it's, it's, that was, that was quite good fun. I had 30 horrors in a block. It's kind of people, people have forgotten that they're not great actually, but they can, they can do a job, which is quite, quite entertaining. <laughs> so we had that. And then, um, We've got uh, the UK Masters are going on in a couple of weekends time over here. And uh, one of our players at our club is Jack Armstrong, who's former number one in the UK and England ETC lizard player. And yep. gen- generally just a really good player. Um, but he's taking Warriors of Chaos to the Masters. So hadn't really used him. I gave him a game of my ogres. Um, he had all frenzied skull crushers, Oof. knights. Uh-huh. Uh, Two units of infantry, one one warriors, one one marauders, all frenzied. It was um, it was quite an interesting fight actually. It was quite uh, because I haven't got to play with the skull crushers yet, and and uh, and seeing what they do with a whole frenzied army was was a tough old match. It's, um, Iron guts are great against chaos knights. It's just brilliant. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good matchup. But, but when the skull crushers, I was talking to him. I said, "You do realise you're you're playing warriors now. You can't rely on stats." Yeah, you, know, you might have five attacks with your your lord, but half the time he's not going to do anything. Mm. I like, what do you mean? I said he's a chaos lord. It's just the rules. <laughs> <laughs> my, my BSB only ever does one wound a, a phase. You know, even with four attacks, doesn't it's matter. Chaos. What he's got. That's the law. They he he always he rolls ones and twos for fun. It's just his job. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I said, I, I said that to him, and his chaos lord went into something. Or his BSB with five attacks went into my Mornfang, I think it was, and he's hit four times. And he's like, don't know what you're talking about. And then roll three ones to Ooh, wound. Ouch. And I was like, see, I told you. <laughs> it's just the rules. <laughs>
1: ouch. But,
2: um, but, yeah, no, it was a cracking game. I think we got to ter- end of turn five and it was a draw. Uh, and then end of turn six, I'd lost 20 nil.
1: Oh, my gosh.
2: He got my big unit. His skull crushes went into my unit and didn't fail to roll. It was just a horde of attacks. All were threes. And then wow. all were threes to wound. And it's like... Yeah, they're quite good when you let them do what they do. How many units of <laughs> skull crushers did he have? He had two units of four. I mean, one I saw off. Um, in the end, he had to charge a saber Tusk, and then I hit him in the flank with three ogre balls, mm-hmm. cast a spell on him, and ran him down mm-hmm. from combat Excellent. res. But and that's that's why I don't. Yeah, I, the frenzy thing annoys me sometimes. But we saw the best of that's the worst of them, and that will happen a lot. Yeah, you've got to be prepared to lose them. But the best of them is they charge an iron gut unit head on, and take off half an iron gut unit. you know, iron gut their stuff. Yep. Kind of, Jeez. Yeah, they just you know there's a lot of attacks there. It is. It is. So, it's going to be interesting when I finally get some. <laughs> 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 I've got some. I've got some heading my way actually. I've got the first
0: three. So. Yeah, you know, people who got tired of being that guy playing that filth, selling their army for cheap, right? Feel dirty playing those ogres. Um. No,
2: I don't. I think they're good. This was uh, this was using the Swedish comp. Oh, okay. How have you found so, that? Um, well, there's a lot of
0: argument as to whether or not it like
2: it needs to be adjusted. Every every um, every area that uses it has to adjust it to their own area. Hmm. Um, there's a lot of points. Uh, looking at the masters list I think dwarfs look like they get off a little bit easy. I think warriors possibly get off a little bit easy. Um, compared to some of the other armies. But people say, oh, you can take what you want, you just have to pay the points for it. Well, when you start paying the points for stuff, you know, you can take one of what you want, mm-hmm. maybe two, and then you've got to look elsewhere. It's, it's very... It, I don't know. It's very not, different. It's very different. I don't mind playing the odd game with it. I wouldn't want to play too many tournaments with it.
1: I think it, I agree with you. Just for the it, sake it, of change, it'd be fun to experiment with it, but I, I wouldn't I, want to be locked into that mode. And to oh, be honest, yeah, no kidding.
2: Yeah, with tournaments in general, that's what I want. I want I want different. I want different experiences yeah. all the way all the
0: way across. So I don't want to be stuck. With anything. You can pick any army you want for the Masters, right? Yeah. So even if you go like to every tournament of the year with your VC army, yep. well, Jack's used
2: pretty much. I think he's used Lizardmen. Oh, he's only been to about five tournaments. Okay. This year, okay. he's won three of them. I think, um, nice. uh, and he's used Men every tournament, um, and then. He was literally having – he had, He actually texted me saying how many skull crushes you got, and I didn't have any. He's borrowing someone else's army. Kind of got an idea so for an So he's one army. of the
0: masters with something completely
2: different. So you can't do yeah, that. He's yeah, only, he's only played it once against me. <laughs> but, you know, he's, he's a – as I say, he's he's up there as one of the probably two or three best players in the country, I think, cool. over here. Um, so, you know, these guys know what they're doing. He's one of those guys as well who doesn't need to play an army to understand it. He he did. A, there was a couple of things, his lessons learned. He was quite happy he played me. There was a couple of things he did. He thought, yeah, shouldn't have done that. I know what to do next time, but he, he should be set. Jeez. So it's good. I made a few mistakes against him. He made a few against me. Mine cost me more.
0: So you, <laughs> so you came in second to him at the tournament? Is that what it was? He won, I, you came second, in second? Came
2: in, I came in a very, very distant second to him. <laughs> <laughs> but so it was a good fun Distant game. second,
0: he, also known as 10th.
2: So. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's only two of us in there and I still came tense <laughs> there you go so.
0: alright well why don't we take another break and we'll come back and we'll start reviewing the year in, uh, in, in, uh, in uh, GW alright alright Rhinox writers hey folks it's Dave and I wanted to talk to you for a minute about battle foam you've all heard me talk about it before the foam is firm it doesn't separate from the base they custom cut battlefall foam, protecting your army. Okay, you tools, welcome back. We're two-thirds of the way through the show and finally <laughs> at the main topic. Yes. But um, So here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about a bit about, before we get into our best and worst, a lot of people have been doing best and worst episodes. They did them as their end-of-the-year wrap-up, whatever, and uh, they covered the whole gambit of everything. We're sticking to GW. We're sort of GW-centric here as far as what's going on this year. So um, we actually i have been keeping track of what's been released, uh, both through the show notes and just through keeping track just for this episode. So, let's start with all the way back last January, January 2012. Yeah, what was released? Oh, they had a nice little release called the Vampire Counts book. So, to start off the year, they came with a Vampire Counts book, which also came with the new Coven Throne and Mortis engine, the Black Knights and Hex Wraiths, the Vargeist, the Crypt Horrors, uh, the new White King model, the new Isabella model, the new Krell model, the uh, Kemmler wasn't new, but they re-released the uh, Heinrich Kemmler model. And uh, Forge World uh, came out with Skaven Wolfrats and Femir models. So lots and lots of VC last January. Lots of activity. You know, the VC book, it, it feels like it's a lot older than just
1: one year. <laughs> I was
2: going to re- refer to that in the, the kind of next little section that we've got. But, yeah, it felt like a long time ago when, when Dave said to me what we were going to do trying to remember what came out this year what came out last year was impossible
0: well i actually once again i heard the independent characters doing this and they were going month by month and i was just like and they were doing it at the end of the year wrap-up and i was like i just grabbed a notebook and said what you know gw is nice enough to put all of their releases the second weekend of the month every month so it just whatever comes out i just was writing down like everything Right. Yeah, worth keeping now there were other things that came out here I mean but there was a lot of fine cast re-releases things like that that I'm not a yeah, not, not, noteworthy one exactly releases, though so the VC book came out um,
4: nice release
0: and well, I mean it, it changed it changed I, I thought it was a good release yeah it changed the way it was it,
4: it, I don't like playing against them <laughs> I, I don't like them at all I prefer
2: playing against the new ones to the old
1: ones. Oh, Oh, most definitely. Oh, yes, yes. (laughs) Actually, I enjoy playing them against uh, you, David, your VC, Alex's VC. They're fun to play against. I would imagine they're fun to play with.
0: Oh, I love playing them. And I know a lot of people, you know, because they don't have a shooting phase and because they do tend, um, depending on how you're playing, to rely on their magic. I mean, I know even if you're playing an aggressive stylist, you still need that rerolling hits and rerolling wounds with your your Mm -hmm. crap core. Sure. And it's one of those things where they can come in and totally dominate and kick some butt, but it's, they're not, it's not like a guarantee. you got to still know how to play with them because yeah. at least a quarter of your army is crap, and then another quarter of your army, at least, is going to be in your characters. Super expensive, guys. Which, yeah. if those guys die, everything falls apart. Right. So um, there's, a, there's a real balancing act. It's an army of extremes, and that came out, and I think they took, which was, you know, I think we can all agree the 7th Ed VC book was just. Broken. Broken. It
2: it just didn't quite work. Yeah, you had you had the best charging spell um, from the last edition. Probably fear was just insane. That was was now in eighth edition, which was just made it so much better. Um, And it was all leaning one way. And and although in the UK vampires tend to go one of two ways, it doesn't mean the other options aren't any good.
0: Right, and I know some people didn't like that they got neutered. Because they really aren't that juggernaut army that they were. Well, it
1: puts more onus on the player to play a, a good game. They Whereas really, before,
0: the list kind of played itself. You couldn't pick a bad... In 7th edition, you could not pick a bad vampire counts list.
4: All I mean, zombies. And one level one, two, wound, no special no, anything No, shut vampire. up, Harrison.
0: Well, I'm not going to have you on the show if you're going to be a fool.
4: Uh, I just wrote a bad list.
0: <laughs> well, you know what I'm I mean... The, you know. Oh
2: well,
4: yeah. Fear is I mean,
2: also yeah, not fun. Yeah, I got to use that the very last weekend of the old book. I got I used it in a tournament for the first time, and um, playing against people who didn't who weren't first opponent wasn't a tournament player, and it just blew him away. It, yeah. you oh, know, yeah. And it wasn't any. You know, I just knew, kind of. I've got to get in there, and I've got to cast this spell, and away we go. Yeah, and and, and that was it. And um yeah, he didn't like it, but
0: yeah I mean it, it, it worked it did work well and it almost it worked too well, too well. and now it works well uh, it's just not you have to time it yeah you have to. So before it was automated kind of
2: yeah. yeah I don't mind things being hard if you've got to work for it right yeah there's I've a bit never of had, finesse never there. had a problem with that
0: yeah no it's but it was that was it was a good release. So, so that was January. Should we talk about February? Yeah. Why don't you grab February? Sure. So in February we had 5
1: new Lord of the Rings books, which were partly repacks. Now is this referring to these are referring to
0: game books. Yeah. Right, Middle Earth and right. And, yeah.
2: Okay. They updated them, didn't they?
0: Yeah, they updated them all to include the uh, um the the War of the Ring stuff and things like that. So Okay. Uh, we had some new fine casts. So this
1: this shows GW gradually moving their entire line which they're still, in fact, doing from metals to fine cast. Uh, right. We had some Lord of the Rings
0: miniatures. Watcher in the water. The watcher in the water was. I did not. I was one that didn't care for that one. That was the. You know, when they're about to go into Moria, and the tentacles... the tentacles yeah, the tentacle grab them. come out, too. The tentacles were cool. The weird face that they just put on that thing looked bizarre. But the Dweller in the Dark and the Beast of Gorgoroth, I thought, were pretty cool. The Beast of Gorgoroth. <laughs>
4: well, actually, uh, the Watcher, I thought I kind of related it to the Battle of Middle-Earth 2 game, and I actually liked it. So, oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Saw the saw the release of the Orc Rogue Idol, which... I'm still undecided. When I saw I like this in the notes, it. it's cool. I looked at it again and I...
2: I've, um, I... The problem is it's a big lump of rock and right. rock, rock's always going to look like rock. It's supposed to be quite an impressive model when you get it in your hands. It's quite large. And, and and look a lot better than... And there's the, a lot of little just things justice. on it from what I've just seen with the... Yeah, when it. I
0: saw it at uh, Games yep. Day, there's just the little stuff they've carved into it. You'd have to go in and, and make sure all of those things get a nice paint job At the very
2: worst, if, if you're a hobbyist, then it's a blank slate for you as a... True. You know, you could ork that up even more if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't you? You could have all kinds of stuff going on with it. Uh,
1: I have to reserve judgment on that until I see it in person. Uh, and then lastly, we have, by World The Basilisk. Now, is that a 40K vehicle?
0: No, there was the, they came out with the the creature. The, oh, the, is that the six-legged yeah, chameleon-looking? Yeah, yeah, that one is really well done. That's a really yeah. cool model. Yeah, that's a really nice one.
1: So that wraps up February. So, Greg, if you could bring us into March.
2: I can. I'll just uh, get back on my right page. Uh, here we go. Um, we saw the um, – it's a 40K release, Dave. How did that squeeze in it?
0: <laughs> well, they did have some, and they were related the uh, the the
2: space wolf um fenrisian wolf models came out um, which i don't think get used anywhere near as much in 40k as they do in warhammer mm-hmm.
0: well, and part of that is is how long was the book out before they put these models out almost it was, too...
2: it was quite a while and they're not they're not um, you know you might see the odd one on the table for space wolves but it's not a, a mainstay kind of thing but for conversions for the mod, the 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 walls are so dynamic. I've got a few sitting on my the shelf. They're really good. They're so nice.
1: Yeah, those are excellent.
2: Um, so we saw those, um, and we saw the Hell Cannon go into to um, Finecast and get a base nice. for the first time.
0: The a nice hundred fifty g- base. Yes, quite a large base. Which is which- weird because it's not, but it's not a War Machine. Because I thought it was weird at first that they put it on a base, because War Machines don't have bases, right? But, it's, a, it's, a, but
4: it's, it's also a monster.
0: It's a monster. Yeah, it's,
1: yeah, it's a bound
2: monster. And a lot of people complaining about the size of the base, um, which didn't bother me too much. I kind of, whatever. I got the model, I put it together, and actually, if you put all the little skull things and all that, they have the chains that hold it down. If you put all them and the three models on the base, which is how Games Workshop want you to have your models, then it does take up most of that base. Yeah, also, if you leave a little bit of space around.
1: Yep. From a, from a gameplay perspective, I think uh, the Hell Cannon is so good in what it does that it needs a little bit of a concession, I think, to bring it back down to Earth.
4: Like the fact that I can
2: attack I, it with my I, whole unit. I, can, I would almost bet that Games Workshop didn't even consider game. Aspects. Yeah, I know.
1: I know they didn't. But in my the, mind, the next base <laughs>
2: below that, I think, would be extremely cluttered if you had all that on there. Well, oh, the, because yeah, the next size, isn't it the 100 by 75?
0: Yeah. You, I don't, I, you'd Which be hard pressed to get it all on there. Yeah, that's yeah. the is that the chariot base? That's one hundred by seventy five. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And it would be jammed all in there. So it Would be too
2: small. So that'd be interesting. And then um, Forge World had the skin walls and the the awesome little arcane frogs.
1: I, I like those arcane frogs.
2: Yeah, I, it's a shame I we love haven't the seen the arcane frogs. Yeah.
4: Oh, they're so I love funny. the skin wolves,
2: Actually, I bought some um, when I was at Gen Con. Ah, yeah, um, those are nice too. Yeah, they're gorgeous models. They're really nice.
0: Yeah. Really nice. So that's the uh, first three months of the year down. Uh, and a, a lot of cool stuff coming out. I mean, it's, like I said, I the, I think the biggest shock is going through is seeing how much actually came out. And like I said, this doesn't cover all the 40K stuff that's been coming out. I did mention a few times when nothing came out for Fantasy, you know, what other stuff came out. But, they I mean, they've been cranking stuff out left and right. So then yeah. we get up to April.
4: Okay, so April, we got our Empire book. Woo! Nice. Uh, so we got Demigryphs, Carl Franz, Griffins, the Celestial Hermiconum, and the Luminarch of Heish, or however you pronounce hish. it. H-
2: Heish. I think Heish is
0: right. Uh, is it Heish? I've been saying Heish. We, we say, say Hish over here. We say Heish here either in America. Either way or either We're way. We're Americans. We say Heish, ma'am.
2: American Who food. knows? It's a, it's a magical wind. Right.
1: So <laughs> how you want. <laughs> <laughs> Luminarch of...
0: <laughs> I,
4: I I don't care how you pronounce it. Okay.
0: <laughs> the Witch Hunters by hammer.
5: Come on. on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that
2: was just for Dave that one. Right.
4: <laughs> Carry I on. Have an excuse, I'm a tw- I'm 12. Okay. <laughs> okay, uh, the Space Marine transfer sheets, sheets. Uh, new line of Citadel paints and the new That's How the to Paint one. Citadel Miniatures book.
2: You, you uh I see one. You you did miss the awesome witch hunter out there. Oh, he no, I put bit. the witch hunter. It's on there. No, yeah, I think I don't know. I wasn't too sure if Harrison said it, so I just I wanted think to I, yeah, yeah, it. yeah, he, he said it. it because I shouted it because I love uh, that model. But the the Citadel paints was the one that me and my friends we we were talking and we couldn't work out whether that was this year or last year. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's
0: it's crazy when you think about it but we we
2: honestly couldn't tell. I thought they'd been out longer than that. They doubled
0: their range. I mean, they went from having 75 paints total to over 75 paints in just the main colors. And And improved them. You know, a lot of people were complaining because they didn't match up exactly. And I know they said they would match up exactly. And everybody tried them and said they don't match up exactly. No, they, I like they, these paints.
2: They said they were matches. They didn't say they were exact. They did also say that are new paints. That's why part of the reason why the, the names have changed. Do you feel that the quality, the, same
1: paints? Is the quality of paint better, in your opinion, Greg? Yes. Really? I, I almost think they're not as good.
2: I think there's a lot of paints in the old range um tin bits was always a bit of a problem um that were all a bit too thick or there were some where the pigment would separate far too quickly mm. um there was it, it might be it, there might be the odd paint now that is worse than the other paints I'm not going to disagree with that necessarily but I think there's some marked differences you look at the whites the the covering of the yellows the covering of the whites Um, And then the the consistency of some of the metallics, I think, is a lot better. Mm. The bases are nice
0: and thick. You can really get a good, strong base coat with them, too.
2: The pigment, and it sticks. You know, the old paints, there was a couple of them. It's like the yellows. You'd paint it over something, and you'd be like, oh, I've glazed it. Oh, right. I'm not not painting it. That's why I never used any yellow until these new paints came out, because I I tried it once and gave up. Mm. But the new paints. There you go.
0: If you don't succeed, quit. Yeah,
2: if something's hard to do, it's not worth doing. That's <laughs> right. Homer for you. A,
4: a series but, of bad morals later.
2: But this I, I also know more was off The Simpsons. It's fine.
1: This one also had the uh, the liquid green stuff as part of the release, which oh, I think is really right. useful.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like the liquid green stuff, and I don't care. I mean, uh, you can listen to all the people's... I they don't pu- think they it put was in make, a crappy product made, for fine casting. There's no way they made that to cover up the fine cast problems. The way to make that and make it stay... Cons- I mean, there's chemistry involved there. They didn't just say, "Hey, yeah, we got to turn green stuff into a nice liquid paste to cover up our th- th- that we released this too quickly." I think it was in the works, and I think it, I think it's a good. I like it. It's a I good use product. it quite often. Yeah.
4: And then For Forge world released the monstrous Arcanum, uh, the Warp Fire Dragon, and the Kadai Fireborn.
0: I like monstrous Arcanum.
4: Why did you release the Kadai? Everybody uses it.
0: What? You're, You're talking about the player. Destroyer. No, oh. you have to destroy the Fireborn. Oh, yeah. Are those yeah the, is things. that the unit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's oh. the monstrous oh. Infantry. Oh, monsters Infantry.
4: I, I like them.
0: When I saw that first picture, God, I hated them. It looked so bad. And then I saw them actually oh. up in, in person I at lo- game day. I was them like, at the picture. Oh, they're awesome. They look pretty cool. I didn't like... Their, they always looked like their heads were coming out of like the, the top of their chest. Like they didn't have a neck and their shoulders were up too high. Just in the, in the pictures I saw... It just didn't It didn't look like it worked. And then when I actually saw the model in person, I was like, oh, these things are yeah. gorgeous.
2: Part of the problem is Forgewell tend not to paint all of the stuff that they put pictures out for. And it's, sometimes it's hard to tell, isn't it, when it's just resin. Yeah. The latest White Dwarf in their Forgewell bit, they've got the Mongol, which we'll talk about later, painted up. And so that, that just shows a bit more of the definition mm. within the model as well. While we're on... good for the eye.
1: While we're on Kadai, has, has there been any additional progress on the destroyer itself
2: it won't be till it's released i wouldn't have thought Nah, no,
1: yeah i don't no. expect to see it's anything.
2: gonna, it's gonna yeah. take a while i think yeah, i no think we, we, that was the very early stages i would, ah. would have thought
0: now now you know that monsters yeah. Arcanum came out and i i personally i have it and i like it i know it's a storm of magic expansion you know it's mm-hmm. basically a list of monsters for storm of magic but and maybe you don't play storm of magic that much it, it just use them in your normal games. Oh, they're, they're, the models are so cool. Well, I mean, in, in the actual book, it's not listed as something you could take. It doesn't list them as no. a rare choice or a choice I've like that.
2: I had this conversation with um, my my good friend Dan at the club. Uh, we've watched 40K players. I watched um, a guy want to take an all drop troop, all, um, all drop assault army in, in pods, drop pods. Mm-hmm. And his opponent was like, well, you have to have two of those characters can start on the board, so one has to. And I looked at him, and it's like, you're playing a club game. He goes, yep, but that's the rules. And I'm like, but you're playing a club game. Just use it.
1: You can pick up whatever rules you want. <laughs> Just,
2: you know, let yeah. him do yeah. it. And the more the more I listen to independent characters, the more I read Jervis and all that, the more I play at the club. If I'm not going to play a proper game, then it, our campaign starting up. I'm going to be allowed to use a hunter as a general for the first scenario because it fits. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's not in the rules, so who cares?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, as long as you agree it to it ahead of time and say, "Listen, this this is what I want to do." I mean, we've that's I mean, that's what Chris and I have been doing is all sorts of campaigns. Nothing we've played recently has been balanced, right? No, just so just just
2: encourage people to kind of embrace it. If someone turns around and goes, "I want to bring this from the monstrous Arcanum, go, "Cool, okay, can I?" I'll bring something as well.
0: Yeah, because I think there's a lot of neat stuff in there and yeah, a lot okay. of chances to, to make something do a conversion. I'm still trying to work on that vampire accounts that insane wooden undead construct. Ne- the Colossus Yeah, thing. the necromantic yeah. Colossus thing, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, back to the paints, though. That How to Paint Citadel Miniatures book came out. I love that, that book. That
4: book is so good.
0: Harrison uses it a ton. And if you're already a skilled painter, this is not something you necessarily need. I am no.
4: not a skilled painter. I've
0: well, got something it to build s- your basic skills.
2: Yeah, I've mm-hmm. got it sat right next to me. I've looked through a, a couple of the DVD things. To be honest, <laughs> I have bought it and I almost exclusively use it for the paint guide at the back. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Where it tells you like the five stages of painting things. But that's I must a, really it's useful. Great. Yeah, I used it for my yellow for uh, say for, I, I did a half in Blood Bowl team and just did the yellows how they do it here and it comes out brilliantly. Hmm. So yeah. simple.
0: Yeah. And I think they've got something set up here. They've got a you know, they've They've released all these new paints and they've got it really set up. Even for the novice painter. If you want to go and learn advanced techniques and you get into the hobby, that's cool. But if you want it to look good, we got a base, we got a layer, we got a highlight, you got stuff to put on the on the base of the model. You know, the, the they lumpy, broke
4: it down to a science.
0: Yeah. Or you can just mm. pick it apart. And it's not I mean you even if, I think if you look at the How to Paint Citadel book, you look and there's a lot of just stark highlights where they're coming in and edging and there's no blending. There's none of that. But damn, they get the models done pretty quick, and they get them on the table, and they look better than your basic – I think it's better than just base tournament standard, you know, because they're including highlighting and shading and right. and all these things that's in there.
2: The thing, I don't know how easy it is to put the really advanced stuff in a book either. No. You,
0: you I know, mean, there was it, some it, stuff. The,
2: the, yeah. But the medium of it is for – A, the medium of it of a book is ideal for basics. B, that's their target audience. You know, they're – Games Workshop's target audience is never the the experienced gamers.
1: That's the people kind of new to the hobby and
2: people. they they're, they're yeah. all all Games Workshop is about is about creating buzz and excitement for the games and then letting the game sell itself. And this helps do that by Absolutely. by allowing people to be able to paint models to a, a half decent standard very easily.
1: It's almost uh, another gateway device. Yeah. Absolutely, it's yeah, yeah. a, a nice. way to
0: bring them in because I mean, painting seems really daunting. You know, when you go and you you know, especially. I know the first time I started painting any miniatures, like I'd only painted model cars, and it's like you know that you would use a roller for that, you know, your testers paints exactly, yeah, you know, in the glass bottle, yeah, and uh, then you start painting this, and I had no idea about technique. I was my first models I was painting that were miniatures were, were from White Wolf, mm. who did yeah. the vampire. They had they put out uh, Eon, which then they had to change the name to Trinity, yeah. and they had a little it's. It's one of these half role playing games. I think it had a basically had like a Necromunda feel to it where you could play it on the board with your pieces, but the mm-hmm. pieces would level up just like in a role playing game. And it was all these, like, you know, sort of futuristic, you know, psychic powered monster things. And I'm sitting there just painting them just with mm-hmm. the colors I bought that it came with in the basic set. And trying, I didn't know anything about blending, I didn't know about highlighting or shading. I just put in paint on a model. And uh, then you look at the other picture, like, damn, it doesn't look right at all. Because you look right. at their really yeah. cool stuff, and you look at what you've got, and you're like, this it doesn't matter. And it it's discouraging. No. It really can be. I mean, I even thought, like, I look now at my first dwarf stuff that I painted. And back when I painted, I'm like, oh, that looks really good. And then I looked over at Christopher's stuff, I'm like, oh, my stuff looks like crap. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's, it's like, I don't know what else to do. I don't know what else to do. Well, this book gives you the basics to make it look where it's, you know... It gets you up to a pretty good tabletop yeah, standard. Yeah, everyone yeah. could get to level A right. quite easily. Yeah, and it explains- without without
2: needing too much skill, which is great. Yeah,
0: right. Especially with the shades, yes. and the and the highlights, getting right. those in there, getting in the washes to edit, and it's like, listen, these are the the down and dirty, easy techniques. And if you get this mastered, there's other places to go to get more advanced stuff. But this will get you more than just a hey, that's a nice you know crummy right. paint job
1: and it reminds me of way back when I was younger we, we played this game I think it was called Hero Quest yeah, that had yeah. these plastic uh, miniature characters and and, uh, right. Yeah, yeah so I, I took one of them and reading a white dwarf it had an article on, on this new technique so I tried it and it was basically is dry brushing you paint it black and dry brush it metal I showed it to my friend he was like you painted? Oh, my God. This is amazing. How'd you do this? It's like,
0: oh, I'm, this is my secret. I'm not going to tell you. Are you kidding? <laughs> I love letting my family see my really well-painted models because they lose their minds. They're like, you painted every last little bit. Of like, you, know, you get a dwarf and you sit there and you just dry brush. You paint it all black and you dry brush over the chain mail. And they're like, oh, look, each little link is right. standing out. You're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how'd you do that? It's so much easier than you give painstaking, handcrafted, each individual <laughs> link. <laughs> It, it yeah. took me
4: four and a half days.
0: <laughs> so it's just, like I said, I I am a big fan of the new method. It's They've simplified it. it you do lose a lot of, because I still have the old book. And the old book did talk about blending and shading. They showed pictures of horses and stuff like that. Um, I really thought it was weird. It took us forever to find the, how to paint gems and highlight the gems. Right. Mm-hmm. And I realized it's not in the damn old How to Paint Citadel Miniatures book. It's in the High Elf book.
4: Where you use yeah. it. It's yes. in the High Elf. You
0: go look at yeah, the High Elf, Elf rule is. book is where to paint yeah, gems. Yeah. I have a lot
2: of
1: gems for exactly. you, you know.
0: Well, so do dwarfs, and it's not in the damn dwarf it, book. It took me forever to perfect that gem
1: painting technique.
0: We you are know, so That one I really like. And it's, I, it's that, when you look at the High Elf book and look at how to do it, it's not that hard. Like, to do it and have it seamlessly blended... Is oh, that is really hard. Yeah. But just to get that little highlight, and the different color, and where to put the little dot of white. Right. To get, uh, just
1: the right like, spot.
0: And it, But once it shows it to you, it's like, oh, wait, that's all I got to do? It's bam. formulaic. And it, when it, you and it down. Once you get it down, it works yeah. really nice. So that's April. Um, so you're into May. We're into May. Uh, in May, the second wave of Necron uh, release comes out because Necrons had come out just uh, before January, I think. Uh, the Triarch Stalker, the Tomb Blades, the Canoptic Wraith, the Canoptic Spiders, uh, basically all the all the Necron stuff that needed to get put out that wasn't there in the first wave so that GW could have it there and no one else could copy it. Uh, then the Empire Battalion came out the very next month. Uh, 20 state troops, 10 handgunners or crossbowmen, the cannon mortar and eight knights. Uh, the cool stuff that come out was the Forge World put out the Preyton and the Colossal Squig. The Praten's lovely. The praton is a cool model. At first, I didn't know if I liked it. In fact, I don't think I gave it a very good review on the show. It's the one that looks like it's got, like, it's sort of. T- it's a stag, a it, winged stag. Oh, yeah, okay. oh yeah. It
1: looks like, like a Beast Man, yeah. beast man type uh, uh, monster yeah. looking thing. Yeah. yeah, that is that is pretty cool. It's different. Very different. And the is the, the one that's down
0: on all fours. This isn't the in- incarnate elemental right. of, of, no. of beasts. This is that. That Praeton. That was pretty cool. And I like the Colossal Squig. I, I mean, do, too. I like uh, the Squig. Yeah.
4: It's a giant squig. What's not to love about it? <laughs>
0: True. And so there we are. Um, and we're almost halfway through the year. Uh, May, like I said, was pretty quiet after the big Empire book release. And then June was quiet as well. So, yeah, what so do we have June.
1: June? Uh, mostly 40K. Looks like uh, aerial bombardment action going on here. So we have the Storm Talon gunship. The Orc Bomber. Which is, I think is probably Orc Bomber. It's spelled actually official. bomber, but I think it's a bomber. It's Obama. Okay. Obama.
0: Obama. <laughs> we had the uh, Necron Knight Scythe and the Doom Scythe. Mm. Um, but that's June. And, of course, the reason we were seeing so much quiet in May and June was because of July. So what do we have for July? What do we got, Greg? We uh,
2: Well, the, the big one was uh, 40K 6th edition. Mm. Finally oh, dropped, yeah. which was, uh, uh, took up the whole of everything. <laughs> yeah. for a month.
4: It took all our time away. Along
2: with that came the psychic power decks. They moved over to having cards for their psychic powers. The uh, Warhammer system, mm-hmm. which th- still confuses and confounds forty um, k players now that they have to like roll for
0: cards and huh. write 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 psychic powers down. <laughs> can, we, tweet, can I tangent here? Yeah, As, I, I'm going to. I'm, that was a rhetorical question. Uh- <laughs> I love listening to 40K podcasts, and now they've got a roll that one die to see what sort of special power uh-huh. their general gets, and then they've got a roll for their – basically roll for spells. Mm-hmm. Oh my it god! This is fight. this slows down getting the game started so much. This I think I, there is so much note taking was
2: something or, or there's so much bookkeeping. I was like, it's half of the bookkeeping of Warhammer stuff. It's what we, Warhammer players have been doing for years.
0: That's what was cracking me up. Is they're like, oh my god! I'm trying to get my game started. I got to roll a, a D6 to see which power my general gets, and then I got to roll to see which spell I get. You know, if I only get two or three, I'm like, oh my god! You're rolling for how? How
1: old? <laughs> you know, I think the difference is they, they may be reacting to the fact that in 40K, it's a lot about, from what I hear, it's a lot about what you bring to the table. Uh-huh. So but so if you're randomly determining some things, I that is out of your don't, control. Yeah, they, they don't, don't like, like the random.
2: Yeah, it, it's a culture change. I mean, 40K introduced, 40K did um, 6th edition did to 5th edition, what 8th edition did to 7th mm-hmm. in Warhammer, mm-hmm. um, and took away those controller elements of it and brought in a bit more, a, a touch more randomness but, you know, it's still going to be There's controlled a few interesting better, things
0: though. in there Now I know I heard a couple of people saying, oh my god, you know, even before it came out you know, they did this to fantasy They and a lot of people were saying they thought even that the 8th edition book was sort of like a trial to see if it was going to work or not for whether or not they could do it for 6th edition Rush. 40k I mean, some people have said that, I don't know how true it is, you know, the random charge length the being able to pre-measure all the things that we've been we've been doing.
2: As soon as one edition's out, they're working on the next one. You, you, that was um, from from all that you've heard about Alessio and stuff. Um, eighth edition Warhammer is more where he wanted to be than seventh uh, than seventh was. Right, um, but he was told you know seventh was just a change. Eighth was then the major change. I think sixth has just gone through the same cycle.
0: And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see if anything from sixth filters into ninth in a couple of years because I know um, they have challenges and they have some special rules for challenges where if you have more than one character, he can jump in yeah. and take the challenge. Um,
2: the, the challenging system is very similar to Warhammer. Um, right. The one thing is that if um, every, I think it's every five models watching the challenge that aren't actually involved in the fight, you get a reroll. Oh, interesting. On either to hit or to wound or armor save, something like that. So that that's quite a nice little thing. That, should, that should
1: apply for all armies except those that are immune to psych. Yes, probably. Right.
2: Yeah. yeah. Tyranids are cheering on there. Right. <laughs> 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 whatever. It doesn't quite happen. But it's, it's quite a nice little a touch. But I know but there's And their challenge teams. systems are
0: potentially a lot more brutal as well. So. Yeah. But there's a few things that I'm finding in that rule book I'm wondering I wonder if this might wind up finding its way into Yeah into fantasy rules. But uh so they did put out some Fine Cast stuff and a couple of new models too that month. We got to, you wanna finish off the list there, Greg? Um
2: yeah, so Orc and Goblins got an update Orc and Goblins uh, Dark Elves, Tomb Kings, Lizards got updated with Fine Cast, didn't they? Mm-hmm. And then we had a plastic goblin shaman and a plastic savage orc big boss.
1: Both of which I thought well, were really nice. Oh yeah, more I like both of
2: them. More of the cracking plastic mm-hmm. champ and um, you know character models. They've, they've all been really good.
0: Yeah, they they really have. And the Savage Orc Big Boss, they, I mean, they needed one, especially because so many people taking <laughs> Savage Orcs became so popular. They needed. You know, Savage Orcs
1: are popular, but no one ever takes the Savage Orc Big Boss. It's just really? no, no. You take the the either cheap one or the black Orc. Right, he's mm-hmm. kind of a fluff choice if you see him. Yeah. Huh. You know. Oh, learn something new every day. Too bad, though, because the model is, is quite cool. It's, it is a nice
0: model. So, uh, Harrison, you want to take August? Are you even are you I with I can us? take August. Put away your phone.
4: Mm. Take August. Uh, we got new demon models and roles in the white dwarf. Uh, the seeker in the exalted uh, chariot of Slaanesh. Plague bearers, nurglings. Flamer is seeker's. Uh, and the Plague Bears and Soul Grinders, you put Plague Bears twice. And why Soul Grinders, plural? Never mind. So cool. quite
1: a bit. Yeah.
4: yeah. Lots and lots of stuffs.
0: So um, I liked, I was one of the people, I liked the Plague Bears and the Nurgling models. I know they all look like little pyramids, but I just love all the little looks on their faces. And right. It's brilliant. Yeah. I yeah, I liked them too. The detail on them was great. Now, did the... The flamers, the models, those didn't change, I don't think. No, the okay. flamers went to fine cast. The screamers got models. Screamers, uh, new, yeah.
2: new new, sculpts for the screamers. New I, was, that I thought the flamers
1: off, were actually
0: new. No?
1: Oh, they might have been new, I
2: the think they, they, they yeah. were
0: subtly new, but they were different. Yes. Were they different? different. I knew they got new packaging. I didn't remember if they got I new. I thought the
4: flamers, they made like they made it just only a little. Yeah, it was kind of, as you said, it subtle. Might have been. It, make, it made good, it more. As as the well, they're flamers. They had very small tongues of flame on them in the old models. And now they're more flamey. Uh,
0: Great. Thank you, Harris. <laughs> well played. They're, they're very similar, either. It's <laughs> yeah, it's very subtle, but I think star. they were. No, it's technically, they
2: models. Um, the screamers changed a little bit more. They're quite nice. are much yeah, more stingray now than they were in a
0: weird way. Much more. Uh, the the chariot I think was a really cool model yeah uh whether even if you don't use the exalted seeker chariot uh as much you know the double kit one maybe it doesn't get used as much it's a it's a damn fine looking model
2: yes it's a lovely piece of kit there's yep. a lot of stuff on there as well oh. yeah
0: yeah and then the soul grinder got introduced to fantasy oh. the controversial soul grinder the
2: the the I really like it in a world with dwarfs and chaos dwarfs and steam tanks, it was just a step, a metal step too far for some.
0: Yeah. Ju- juggernauts and mechanical and Juggernauts
2: and, yeah. and everything you else. See, and and land ships. And-
0: right. They had all that stuff already. And as Harrison pointed out, if if the gods are outside of time and if they had that thing at any point in time, they have it at every point in time. If you're going with that sort of the eternal... That's why oh, I oh, love I it. And so they've got magic. They can animate almost anything. Right. Yeah, so, so that's basically, you know... <laughs> but uh, some people loved it. Some people hated it. Um, but you don't
2: have to buy it. I mean, exactly. If, right. you <laughs> want, if, you, if you want a Soul Grinder, I mean, you could just have a demon model. You, you can go to oh, hundreds of models. You can right. make your own. You know, it's people being lazy again. It's...
0: Uh, the thing is, it's not like the oh, soul straight. grinder became the one plus item in a in a demon's I don't list see it either. At all. Yeah. I have not seen one <laughs> exactly. exactly. So I we'll
2: we'll just a like being able later to about more. ways of making um, making that better anyway. Yep. Uh, uh, you know, having the soul grinder options for the soul grinder. So
0: yeah, I think the options were pretty cool too. The the new rules okay. for it, but
2: I haven't seen down yet. But you've got the new chaos uh, um, chaos forty k chaos book has got. Models in there, which will easily make a, a Demon Soul Grinder. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah.
3: Oh, yeah, the, true. There's
2: like options coming out of the Wazoo for that, so.
3: Sure.
0: Build a bridge, get over it. So that's August. We get some White Dwarf rules after Sixth Ed comes out, which, I mean, is, was great. You know, a couple of new models, and they they fi- adjusted some rules. I was mm-hmm. really pleased with it. Uh, then we rolled to September, and uh, White Dwarf goes digital and gets a new format. Yes, and I was. I am. It's I have pretty been. Big. I have been quite pleased. I like the new format of the magazine. I like this. I like the size. I like the ease of the carry. I like the thick quality paper. Um, <laughs> uh, at the beginning of the show today, I got my subscription through, so I am now a digital subscriber. And you know what I realized after that is, I'm kind of sad. I'm not going to get all the free posters anymore.
2: Mm, yeah, I'm sure you can get them off someone though who won't, because most people won't want the free posters. I like. So the- You'll be able to pick those up. The brilliant thing about digital is this month has a load of pictures from um, golden demons around the world. Oh, God. And it's got about eight pages of pictures. But then each picture on the iPad has three to, three to six pictures behind it. Oh, wow. You flick through, which you don't get with the magazine. Right. That's the beautiful thing about the digital is it offers so much more visually to look through. You can You can have your... 360 views, and you, you can expand. zoom in. And, and
0: it's cheaper. Yeah. Well, the thing that I thought was cool is I just I literally just downloaded it today, and you get past the main pages, and it gets you to your little articles and your things. You click on them, which ones you want to go to. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I click on the Dark Angels, the Storm Talon, or whatever their plane is called, and I'm reading about it on the top, and there's a 360 just spinning on the bottom. Yeah. Like it just loads up the 360 on the bottom when you're talking about it, giving you the showroom look.
2: It's um it's a brilliant way to view. I mean, those these kind of magazines they've done it on various things um, for a while, but it's
0: it's just a perfect way to view that kind of magazine, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I agree. all visual.
0: Uh, yeah, and then for models, the forty uh, K Dark Vengeance, the forty K box set comes out, Space yeah. Marines and uh, Chaos Space Marines. Um, now you get the special edition comes out, which you pay an extra twelve bucks for a really what is actually a really cool. Dark Angels Chaplin. I think it was yep. the Chaplin. It was, um, yeah. And then the the regular edition set was supposed to come out like the week after the special edition set and I don't know what happened, but the regular edition set got delayed by like two or three weeks. I just have a feeling like they, they're not enough people were buying the special edition, so they just held it back and said sell through these first or something like that.
4: I can't remember. Spend your money. Yeah,
0: because I remember it was supposed to come out and people were like, oh, I ordered this and it's not here and I don't want to buy the other one. I'm waiting on this one and there was like a delay for a couple of weeks. It, GW was like, "Oh, sorry, it's just been a delay," I'm like no explanation.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: and <Well>. then uh, <laughs> and then from Forge World, you got the Incarnate Elemental of Fire and the Magma Dragon. Yes,
1: They're both pretty cool.
0: Yeah, the the Elemental of Fire I think was pretty cool, uh, and I liked the Magma Dragon a lot. I th-
4: oh yes.
0: Is that the short stocky one? Yeah. yeah.
1: It looks like a, almost like a turtle.
0: A little bit, yeah. yeah. I liked it. It didn't look exactly like the picture in the book. I wanted to be a little in the book it looked really stocky. Mm-hmm. Like really in fact in the the picture in the book almost reminded me of the dragon from How to Train Your Dragon, the movie. The black dragon yeah, yeah, he flies yeah, yeah. around on. Yeah. And that's what it reminded me of. And I I was expecting it to look like that. When it didn't I was a little pissed. I didn't want it to have the long fin because it was Described so vividly in Tamarcon. I mean, not in Tamarcon, in the in, the, in that and in the Monster Arcanum. Yeah, because in Tamarcon, they face that magma dragon.
2: It's quite... I mean, it's, I'm looking at the pictures now, and it's the width of it is it's quite a wide model as well. Yes. It's, yeah. it's a really
0: nice model. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Warhammer Forge stuff that has come out has all been... Pretty ace. It's been it's been top notch stuff.
4: And what doesn't strike fear into the hearts of your enemies than a giant fire raving turtle?
0: <laughs> Gamera. True, Gamera, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then we go to October, and I guess as Harrison pointed out, the um, c- the space marine, the Chaos Space Marines book. Uh, either came out in September or October. That's what he was asking about. So it was Probably October. October. I think it was October. Yeah. People so we're,
4: were talking about it on Halloween. It That's was.
0: Right. It was.
2: Yeah. Well, it was. Um. It was the stuff was there to view at Games Day, which was last Saturday of September. Usually. So. Ah, right.
1: Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So for October, along with the Cast Space Marine models, we had the Space Marines Codex on iPad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the digital uh, yep. Codices came out, and I don't really know it too much. Not being into 40k. Codex. Uh, <laughs> much.
2: Some, some pretty models and right. yeah <laughs> and things it's usual forty K fair. Lots no, of good lots of De- thin metal De- artwork. Yeah, and demon seagulls. Dragons in forty K. <laughs> <laughs> <Demon.
0: laughs>
1: so for Forge World Horse Heresy we had Betrayal. That's the book that's up the one you were looking oh, at. Don't up, look it Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Amazing
0: book. <laughs> yeah. I got a copy of that for Christmas. Oh, it's my Christmas slash birthday present from my mom. And my along, with
2: that, along with that was Angrum. Oh, that's well. right. The oh, yeah.
0: model.
1: Model for Angrim. Coolest phenomenal. model ever. You know, that, that book is really intriguing because just thumbing through it makes me want to play 40K. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't. Yeah, that's that's really thing. inspiring. Yeah.
0: And that's all thirty k. That's a total. You're building a total. 30K. Uh, yeah, you're yeah. building total Forge
2: World stuff. That that's it's based off the forty k rule set, but it's slightly different.
0: Yeah, yeah. I uh, I could never afford to play it, but I just want the books and maybe it, the, it looks, looks like a good models. read though for sure.
2: Oh, oh it, is. it is a very good read. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm, actually, I've only read half of it because then novels came out that I wanted to read, but I've, I'm just reading through the background for um, uh, the Sons of Horus and.
4: That is cool. cool. And
2: on Angron's one. It's, it's absolutely brilliant. Mm. And there's information in there that's fairly new kind of thing as well. Some stuff might have been hinted at, but it's, it's that all feeds in. Although I've read all the Horus Heresy stuff they've done, there's more
0: information in there as well. It's really good. Yeah, they they go into some really cool details about their the history of the planet that they come from and where the Primarchs were found and how that sort of affected sort of the, the way they're... Uh, their Legion ran, so there's a lot of cool background stuff in there that made that book just absolutely amazing. Mm. If I never play a game of 30k, I still won't consider my... my that, that uh, Well, I that w- probably never will, but I'll buy every one. Exactly. Because if you if you enjoy the fluff, it's so worth it.
4: Yeah.
2: And then November, Greg? Uh, yeah, November saw at least, um, the other added booklet in for White Dwarf, which was the Warriors of Cows, Blood Crushers, Health Steeds. Uh so some cool new rules mm-hmm. um and some monstrous Cav. All good. Everyone loves Monstrous Cav. Yep. <laughs> uh, also saw obviously models for them and Skylar, um uh, the Bloody, which is just an amazing model. Yeah, that is a great one. Yeah. And um a VC and Empire got, got onto the iBooks. Yep and then finally Forge World released the the Mongol. Which I love that model.
1: That is a cool one, too.
0: I like that one a
2: lot. That's yeah. just really neat. A lot of opportunity there. Mm. So um, a lot the Blood in Crushers is quite interesting because I still see people saying that they're not that overly enamored with the Blood Crushers, but it's people who like they like the Chaos Knights and they like the Juggernauts of corn. Hmm. I, th- th- I
1: thought the Blood Crushers were solid. They they, went, they didn't blow me away, but I thought they were uh, you know, I, I think I good. think
2: the problem is we've been looking at Juggernauts and Chaos Knights for years now, mm. and it's just more of the same. It's yeah. just being good. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And then the Hellsteeds
0: of Slanesh. I really like them. I think they're quite cool. I need to get some as well for my <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Or the or the, the Marauder. What do they call them? The Marauder. What do they call them? The Marauders that are riding those Slanesh steeds. Is that Hellsteeds? Of Slaanesh? I think I that it's get the Hellsteeds. right. Yeah. Just, Isn't that right I, was, right? I was going with the name off of memory. Trying to remember.
2: remember can't remember for the life of me. I haven't used them yet, you see. This is the it's problem. basically
0: <laughs> the Marauders riding the, uh, the Steeds yeah, of, yeah, steeds of like Slash. Yeah. Yeah, it's a Slash, slash, slash. Cav, yeah. Yeah. So. You still there, Greg? No. Oh.
4: Yeah,
2: no, I was going to look it up, but my iPad's going to take too long to download okay. the app. Oh, okay. So, uh, I can't remember what they
0: were called. And uh, then we get to December,
4: which is The Hobbit, which is Lord of the Rings 2nd edition. Basically With the main starter set With the Escape from Goblin Town Which is 56 models And the Goblin King platform Which you said is a lot for 125 125
0: bucks. I mean that's a pretty good size set You know, I mean Now granted, you get more models In, I think in the uh, Island of Blood Island but of Blood You get Skaven <laughs> Tons of little Skaven models You also don't get any scenery right. Like I said, it's I'm, not, it's, I'm pretty pleased with what I saw for it, but I'm still not going to. I was tempted. I won't deny that I was tempted to pick it up when I was sitting there looking at it at UGG. I'm like, this looks really good. I just had seen the movie. I enjoyed it. It looked see, cool. To actually play it or just to have for your collection? I, that's the thing. It's like I'd like to play it because Harrison <laughs> actually enjoys playing it. It's, okay. the, it's, I don't mind the Lord of the Rings system. Like on the smaller skirmish, not the big War of the Ring, which is basically take all your skirmish models and put them into trays and then play basically play Warhammer with them. Mm-hmm. But on the skirmish level, it's it's a fun game and it's got with the it's got a lot of its own little unique, you know, bits and bobs that make it different enough from Warhammer that it's a fun game. And plus, you're playing the cool stuff from Lord of the Rings. You know, you're playing cool characters. To remember? Oh, I, I. You don't have to
1: defend your choice. Yeah. I'm just surprised I was, that you I, had I was, considered I purchasing. Was,
0: <laughs> I was tempted at first. I was like blah blah blah, but then I really looked at it, and said, "Oh, you know this." It's not, then you were like, blah blah. <laughs> I was like blah blah blah, blah <laughs> blah <laughs> blah, yada yada yada. Next <laughs> right, thing you know, right. but <laughs> <I swear laughs> uh, but that so that's the that's a lot of stuff, dude. That took us like. 35 minutes to go through all that stuff.
1: GW did have quite a year. They had a lot of stuff that they put out there.
0: Yeah, so um, let's take a break and then we'll come back and do our uh, bottom three and then we'll do our top three. We'll end on a positive note. Everyone's just doing their best of the uh, year. I've I've got a few few things I didn't care for, so we'll cover those when we're back.
3: is your name a killing word is your mother a hamster and your father smells of elderberries did it turn out that those were the droids you were looking for if you know what i'm talking about chances are you're a gamer what better place to get your game on than the Game Preserve? The Game Preserve specializes in add-along games of all types, like board games, family games, chess sets, and jigsaw puzzles, and especially hobby games. They carry the complete GW line as well as Magic the Gathering, D&D, and Heroclix. They have gaming space for tournaments, game nights, and demo games just about any night of the week. So stop shopping at the Jerk Store and be one of the gaming elite, and visit the Game Preserve with four Indiana locations to choose from. Two in Indianapolis, one in Bloomington, and one in the gaming capital of the universe, Lafayette, Indiana. Visit them at GameReserveStores.com or call 765 448 4200 Game Reserve. If you're not shopping here, the only winning move is not to play. <coughs>
0: you tools. Ah, Here we go. Hey, Harrison keeps Christopher's nice. hay going. There you go. Hey. All right. Um, well, we're going to start off with the things we like the least. Uh, the three worst, starting with our number threes. Uh, Greg, since you're uh, bringing us the European point of view on this one, or actually, I guess it's just your point well, of view, and you happen to be exactly European. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, here in Europe, we think this is third worst, right?
2: (laughs) Um, I actually really struggled with worst three because I was looking at models, but models are such a personal preference that I struggled to do that, unless there's something that really kind of misses the mark. Um, I think I'm going to go for the Edge Paints. GW released the Edge paint set, didn't they? The Edge edge Paints?
0: Refresh my memory.
2: Limited edition Edge Paints. I think they were just called Edge Paints about eight colors in them or something
0: oh that's right and And they they weren't come with a
2: brush okay yeah yeah and i i was gonna go and buy them i was that close to buying them and then i saw limited edition i thought what happens if i spill one and i've got half an army to do and i don't can't get this paint again then you're stuck you're stuck i just thought i'm not doing that i thought i was really disappointing i was i was quite prepared to go and drop they were slightly more expensive. I was like, yeah, fine. I'll, I'll grab them. And then I saw limited edition and thought, no, I'm not going to do it. Did we get those here in the States? I don't remember. I, I, I remember, oh. I remember, I remember
0: seeing something about it. Um, it
2: was just kind of announced, put out there, and then it wasn't really – I think they had a little bit in White Dwarf about it, but that was that was about all they did. Because yeah, someone even mentioned how it's,
0: I know. they're not in the giant pa- – the $450 all paint ah. set. They're not even in there, which is like, well, what the hell?
4: All-paint, except for these eight.
0: But uh, yeah, yes. so it's uh huh. I didn't even know about those.
4: I, I don't remember them.
0: But uh, yeah, I just
2: I, you, if you can't get the paint again, that would that would concern me because you know all the time I could get the paint, I would never spill it. But once I couldn't get it, that would be it straight away. Right. <laughs> I'd end up losing it somehow, eating it or something, right. and <laughs> <laughs> just not being able to finish up the army in the same way, and, uh, then and you're I stuck. So, yeah, that, I thought that was disappointing for such a promising kind of edition. Um, maybe they'll release them in a different format later down the line, but who knows. Right,
0: and I know we talked about and I said when we did this, to pick your top three and bottom three, and if you want to have one or two, like, honorable mentions, mm-hmm. you know, that didn't fit your list but were important. Uh, I think the limited edition was, like, my honorable mention that didn't make my three worst, but it's just, like, they put so many things out as limited editions sure. Do so you really need to limit edition these things I mean is it that important you know well it's a marketing ploy uh, it's just just it's like
4: the it's, magic art
2: it's not so much a, 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 a partly a marketing ploy but I think it's partly a control of expenditure and cost they, they turn around to their shareholders and they can say we're going to do X number of limited editions and they're all going to sell guaranteed kind of thing mm. so yeah it's frustrating but I can understand it, but not with paints. That doesn't, yeah, doesn't doesn't make any sense with,
1: with me. paints,
0: no. but hey ho. How about you next, Chris?
1: For me, my number three was the. Uh, we've kind of touched upon it a couple of times already, but the whole Hobbit Lord of the Rings line in general. Uh, it just it doesn't appeal to me. Uh, you know, I always kind of look past it, and it just seems like a lot of. I don't want to say that it draws resources away from other things, but.
0: I don't disagree with you because it, uh, you know, for, I think there's some people who are like, oh, if, if they weren't doing that, they could put more stuff to fantasy, not necessarily. Right. It's that's, not like that's, all yeah, the resources that's, that's would good. go to
1: fantasy just because it's a fantasy game. The other thing, too, is if I were younger, who knows, maybe the Lord of the Rings line would appeal to me. And that's the thing. It's but getting people it in. Yeah.
2: It, it actually appears as my number two oh, because, really? I was, because I was struggling to think of things that I really <laughs> didn't like. Mm. But it's for exactly the same reasons. It takes up a third of the magazine, well, not quite a third, but you know, every now and then there's a half a magazine devoted to it, and whatever. Yeah. Um, it does take up some resources, um, and I do wonder if they would have something else in its place. Um, uh, maybe a little bit more with some of the lesser systems, or just some of the more fun stuff. Maybe some more um, like hobbying articles, uh, maybe something like that. It, it, um, would be,
1: it would be my dream that they bring back all of the specialist games. Like yeah, which Warhimes. they're never going to do,
2: unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> but even just more of the fun kind of gaming articles, things like that. Um, and I think Lord of the Rings does take an element of that. But then for all the good it does, I think, for the hobby, it's mm. a selfish dislike.
1: It, totally. I, totally yeah,
2: exactly, but I'm going to be selfish. Tough.
1: <laughs> the extent of it is... Of my looking at that line is, oh, what can I use and convert for fantasy purposes?
2: Yeah. Well, now the eagles are out. You might have to re, um, re-decide.
1: Uh, possibly. Well, oh, possibly. <laughs> so that is my number three. I,
4: okay. too, am selfish. Oh, the Hobbit, Lord of the oh, Rings line. Oh, you? Slide. For number yeah. three also? Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, for basically those reasons. I mm. do like those eagles, though. I do like them. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're nice. pretty good.
0: Okay, so my number three was uh, actually uh, the lack of imagination in the Warriors of Chaos stuff going out. Wow. I'm one who actually didn't mind the War Shrine. It was very different from what we kind of all expected it to look like. It didn't look like what everyone's conversions looked like. They tried something very different. But just the you know taking the existing seekers and throwing the existing marauders on the existing seekers taking the existing juggernaut and throwing the existing knights onto the juggernaut it's it, it just seemed like they came up with new new models which were just we took old, with models the old models and just kind of put them together it was like you know there's no pizzazz there for you Oh, well, then there was nothing new
2: there was no but it it kind of makes sense that my one defense of that is they've added a few little bits into the Skullcrusher crusher kit but that all makes sense as in-game and as marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the scale Crushers look great, personally. Um, mm-hmm. I can understand why people get frustrated. It's nothing new, but maybe that's all coming out with a book.
0: Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm hoping there's something more coming to it, but basically a lot of the stuff we saw was just rehashes of other kits kind of well, bashed together I, without I, new I stuff. Th- uh,
2: well, I mean, but only the skull crushers. The characters, like um, Festus, was quite different for a character for a Games Workshop
0: character. Yeah, uh, no. I, Wars- I, in fact, I forgot about Festus. I liked I liked that model a lot. Actually, Shrine was very different. Valkyrie
2: yeah. was, was yeah was a lot. Valky is a gorgeous model. But the uh, stuff
0: that you seem to see on the table is not the new War Shrine. You're seeing the Blood Crushers, and just I just I just. For me, it didn't strike me as... The thing is, I don't know how different it could look, because the blood crushers exist already. Well, that's what I'm saying. Warriors exist already. But that's what I'm saying. This is is the the Christopher influence on me. It's it's almost like, well, we need a monster for them. Well, we'll just give them the soul grinder for the demons. We'll just give the demons a soul grinder instead of making a new monster. And for this, it's like, well, we've already got these really big demon calves, and they've given themselves over to the demons so let's just take the demon cab and put them on those let's just put them on I mean we've already got you know
2: the what I'm thing saying? is the, 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 the only issue I have with that and I, I do understand where you're coming from w- within the book itself you 've already got guys riding juggernauts
0: yeah I mean that's true they, that's right. already in the book I just for, it just it kind of rubbed me the wrong way I mean after seeing the cool stuff that came out for demons and the re-sculpts and the new stuff, it just Well, your
2: expectations may be higher than than they were ever going to live up to. I don't
0: know. I don't know because I don't. I don't dislike them per se. It was just like we are getting new stuff, and it's like not really. The thing is, I don't know what could
1: have been done to meet those expectations yet I'd, keep within the theme.
0: Right, and and I don't know. And I mean, it it, it could have been.
2: I and they might, to be fair, they might all be saved up for the book.
0: It, it could be. It could be. Yeah. I guess I, I mean, just kinda picture them riding some mutated beast from the waist, not the monster. Right. And, you well, know, I
2: mean, my my hope was for Dragon Ogres to be moved to a monstrous calf
0: style split.
2: See profile something like unit. that or uh, at but there's potential for those things to happen. So. And I hate
0: to say this because I know it doesn't quite match up, it sounds kinda stupid. But those dog things from Ghostbusters. Right.
1: Is that yeah. what it reminds you of?
0: Well, I mean, they got that big barrel chest and the yeah. small waist, kind of like the vlogger. I was kind of picturing them riding in on something like that instead, oh, like some sort of a real beast. Right, um, yeah. Did you find? Mm. Mm. So, I mean, <laughs> I, like I said, I mean, not those exactly, but something like... I just... I, I was expecting them to ride in on a real beast and not just something I, they I had. I think the
2: one else. thing this possibly has proven is actually... I, yeah, we're We're all... You know, levels of fanboy or whatever. I don't consider myself a fanboy. I consider myself a fan um, who's able to look through it. But I think it just shows that Case Workshop have generally hit the nail on the head well, through I'll, the year.
0: I'll agree with that yeah. only because I had I picked out two. I had two. Uh, actually, originally I had my three worst of list, and then the one I was like, "And eh, that's not really that bad." That's more of a. I had trouble like finding a good third. So maybe I yeah. was pretty pleased this year, I guess. Yeah. Speaking of which, let's go to our second picks, um, Harrison. You off st- mine, so. Oh, you yeah, you already said <laughs> yours. Yours was The Hobbit. Harrison, did you? Uh, uh, by the way, Hobbit's not on my list. So three of the four, <laughs> three the four. Hobbit. I didn't. I just, I, I, just, I guess I said, well, you know, I, I actually had that to go down. I'm like, you're, you're just it. saying you were thinking about picking up the box. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's another thing where I, when I first looked at it and said I I would have rather they just not. Bothered again, and put resources. My first reaction was the same thing. Why yeah. bother put resources toward yeah. your own? I really, IT. I really
2: like some of the models. <laughs> I really do. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just, it's not going to feature in my I
4: game. I like the model. Yeah.
0: So, all right, Harris. What was your number two?
4: The new paint line. Really. Everybody's going to hate me for this, but it's just the colors don't match up perfectly. And I know they said it wasn't going to match up exactly, but I have. Half of my army painted.
0: Okay, but you've had half of your army painted for five years. (laughs) Yes.
4: (laughs) Okay. That's true.
0: Like, I've only got half of my one army painted, but I've been working on it for a year. You have the same high elf army. You have about 2,200 points painted. Not even. Not even. So you can't complain that they changed paints because, you know, you will be in college and you'll be like, half (laughs) of my army painted. (laughs) I was
2: worried about it. (laughs) <laughs> but I've actually uh, looking at kind of some of the paints that don't quite match up there's not I, I haven't found I haven't found a lot of difference even in the ones that aren't quite The right. ones
4: that I found have a lot of difference are the ones that I use most commonly uh, so right, it just I, completely screwed me over and then but I did like the fact that they made a white um uh what's it called? Base. Base, yes. Because yeah. it makes it's it much good. easier to paint my white. Some solid
2: coverage. Yeah. Yes. Oh, the purples. Oh, the purples.
4: yeah. The purples
2: are <laughs> nice. actually, I've got a, a Bretonnian army that I started, and I didn't get that far through, but I'm doing it cream and purple, and I'm now going to go back and repaint it all. Hmm. Because I've now got a decent purple system to do it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so so
1: what would you put, Chris? Number two is, uh, Greg's going to hate me, but the Hellstriders of <laughs> <a> Slanesh. Ha, <laughs> I, I, they just look so top so you heavy. you went for a model. Yeah, yeah. I think we yes all discussed they do. this. The, the, yeah, yeah. Their
0: position on that They look off balance to me. They need to be sitting farther back. They need to be si- We I think we talked about this on the show. They need to be sitting motorcycle. over where the hip like is. Like a motorcycle. Like a, you, like sitting a, like, a back back or, or like a back, rocket. Or or you're hunched over like a Yeah. Sitting their the, their 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 seat is farther back on the model, not so far up on the neck and leaning down over the neck. Right, right. But uh So that was, so you went to a model for your number two. Okay. Uh, Mine was lack of new content. Hmm. And I know everybody always complains. Everybody wants 12 army books to come out in one year, but I actually sat down and did the numbers here. And part of it is you hear the 40 K podcast keep going, man, I hope we get the love that fantasy was getting when their book came out." I'm looking at this. and I just realized as I was writing it out, eighth edition came out nine months till we got a book. Then we got ogres. I mean, not ogres, orcs and goblins. A month after that, or two months after that, Storm of Magic came out. So it was like, oh, you're getting all this stuff. Storm of Magic kind of came, and they had a book. Tomb King came out in July. Uh, So it was like nine months with nothing. Then March, July, September, I think it was, Ogre Kingdoms came out. Mm -hmm. And then on January, you got the VC. And then in April, you got the Empire. So you had a, a solid thirteen or fourteen months where you got a book every three months and we haven't had another book in nine months again. Right. So it was nine nine months of nothing, then five books every three months and another nine months of nothing. Yeah. And so I I I, I
2: think I think there's there's reasons for that that
0: stand out. Oh sure. uh, I mean there you know and I understand, you know, with sixth edition coming out they were focusing on this, that and the other, but you know, it it has been another reason to hate the hobbit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: Taking up a slot, you see.
0: Exactly. And it's been it's I mean it's been two and a half years and we've gotten five books and it just that seems too little to me. I mean for I mean even if we had maybe seven books I think I would be content. Or even six books. But for two and a half years, for thirty months to get five mm-hmm. books, I mean literally that's a book that, that averages a book every six months. If you go for, if you figure yeah. thirty months,
2: yeah. and you'd be hoping for three a year rather than two
0: right. a year. Right. Right. I mean, you know, I understand. Yeah, great. We got five in a period of thirteen months, but then there was nine month droughts on either side.
1: Well, maybe that means two thousand thirteen. We'll see a little bit more.
0: Yeah, our nine months is up, so we yeah. should get five more in the right. next thirteen months. So it was just, I mean, and I'm and not perhaps complaining. One of because them will be high elves. I actually forgot to include in here um, was Blood in the Badlands. I think yeah. it was, was this year, which I, you know, I'm using that heavily to put our campaign together. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, they, they did come up with lots of extra things, but it just, the way that the books came with these huge gaps in 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 in, in the, between them is just irritating to me. So, that was my number two. So, who wants to do their number one? Me. Oh, okay.
4: <laughs> Skylo, whatever his name is.
0: Oh, Skyla and Fangrim. Anne that's your Anne, number one. Huh? Yes.
4: Huh. I hate that model to no extent.
0: Does it keep you up at to night? To no extent, so not at all. You don't hate it at all. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that model to no extent.
4: I'm gonna start saying co conspirator.
0: <laughs> it's fine, it's not a real word. <laughs> okay. So Skyla and Fangrim. Yeah, that's a that's an ugly model.
4: I hate that model endlessly.
0: Look there, okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Infinite hatred. <laughs> Mm. So Well, that, that pretty much sums up Harrison's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did uh, what'd you put, Chris? Uh, mine was a, a
1: combination of two FAQ rulings. Uh, one being, uh, when hits other than from shooting and close combat attacks are inflicted upon a unit, how are these resolved? That's per as unusual attacks. In conjunction with char- lone characters getting a lookout serve from chariots. Those two rules combined, to me, open a big Pandora's box of ambiguity and even more questions... Well, in in basically, I think what that's turned into
0: is you get a lookout, sir, for almost everything now. And I don't agree with that.
4: You uh, get a lookout, sir, from a chariot? Are you kidding no, me?
0: No. Yeah, no.
1: See, here's the thing. That, that no. was a bad rule. <laughs> so if your chariot hits a character, and the character gets the lookout, sir, and let's say it does maximum hits. it'll okay. It does six hits, but all of them get transferred to the unit. Okay? okay. The lookout, sir, is successful. It inflicts it, it runes or whatever. Let's just say, if by some miracle, that chariot wins combat. Who's taking the break test?
2: The character.
4: Yeah.
0: Even though yes. the wounds are inflicted on the unit? Yeah, because those guys weren't in the unit. They dove that, out of the unit and combat. jumped in front of the guy to say, look out. But doesn't it, it doesn't, it doesn't make silly? any
2: sense it, in the reality of no, what No, not at happened. all. It no. does
4: no. seem silly. It's
2: it's, it's clear for the rule system. But it makes no sense for the actuality of just, what would yeah, happen. It seems silly. You've got six men running out to jump in front of the wheels to slow <laughs> right. them
1: down. How do they uh, know it's exactly six men? How do they know exactly, how many impacts? It's, yeah, it's it's, it's, you know it's, what I mean? it's yeah. That's that's a weird ruling. Yeah. And there's there's that one. And let's say if you do a, a lookout sir from a spell, the orc and goblin spell has one called Edbutt, where you target enemy wizards. Right. If you target a wizard out on his l- lonesome, does he get a lookout sir? And the guys that who, one.
2: Does headbutt not have ignoring targeting restrictions?
1: Uh, that one is... I can't remember. Brainburster. Ah, right. That's can the can other one that is the snipe spell, where it says sniper. Oh, yeah. This one targets wizards only. So let's say you hit your wizard. Oh, that's a good a question. A non-wizard model can then take the lookout, sir. It's, I don't know. It just all conflicts.
2: Have to look into the... Yeah.
1: So I, I don't know. It, it's... It's very vague and ambiguous, but those two FAQ rulings, to me, they create more problems than they fix.
0: Yeah, and like I said, they just plus with the lookout, sir, you can basically get a lookout, sir, from everything now. If you're near it, a fireball comes at you, anything comes at you, uh, I think that's open to debate. But. Well, and and I and I've and I've heard the debate. I've heard Weller's on they, a lone character, with Jake, and stuff like that. And um, I just I don't. It, it's just. I can see both sides of the argument, and I just wish somebody would make a ruling that made sense, but then... Well, GW needs <laughs> to make a ruling. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, but somebody, I mean them. But let's face it. GW made a ruling that your unmodified leadership is modified. Right. So um, what the hell? Right. So I don't want to get into a big discussion right.
1: about the FAQs themselves, but I'm just going to say that those FAQ rulings are my number one.
2: Okay. What'd you got, Greg? Um, Chris is going to love me for this one. FAQs. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> unmodified, as should mean I've modified from the very first FAQ. That shouldn't have been highest in the unit. It should be unmodified, but I can cope with highest in the unit. But the the potential for the other one is ridiculous. That unmodified probably isn't unmodified. Um, the chariot impact hits, um, overrunning from crumble. I don't like it. Um, does uh, yeah, well, doesn't yeah. fit sixth. Um, It doesn't fit eighth. Um, Greedy Fist having contradictory questions and answers Mm -hmm. in there. Um, After doing a fairly good job with the FAQs, they seem to have dropped the ball. Yeah. Which is disappointing. Yeah. Because it seems
1: like such an easy... It's right at their fingertips. It seems like such an easy thing to... Well, yeah.
2: I I think the problem is the guys doing the FAQs
0: aren't necessarily games designers. Yeah, that's probably it. But even at that, I mean when you put out a ruling and everyone goes, Wait a minute, what? You just contradicted yeah. yourself. It, Somebody it, needs it to would... go in. I mean Jervis they put out his ruling and half a day later he got his little well, really you shouldn't do this. Right. But when you when there's obviously two contradictory question, you know, two contradictory answers yeah. well, someone it's, goes uh, in and just which says, one well, of reigns prominent. You know, pull one, you know? I mean, what the hell. They they used to use they used to be an independent um
2: kind of uh, I can't remember what they're called now something Wolf something oh I remember uh, um, yeah who used to, they, I used to, they used to talk with GW and GW used to list them as part of their source for FAQ answers right. they just used to work through erratas and things with them they had a very good relationship with GW and I know that um, on the Warhammer forum there has been kind of a, the starts of a move to try and rebuild a, a relationship there which would be probably beneficial over the course. I mean, there's all kinds of things. There's people thinking you can charge multiple characters out of a unit into separate units and things like that, and technically can you, blah, blah, blah. Um, there's, there's, There's a lot there, and the worst culprits are the ones they made more confusing. Right. But to be honest, most of the time when I'm at tournaments, people are like, there's no question. You get a lookout surf from a fireball, and yeah. mm-hmm. and the last time I went to, they they just blatantly turned around and said, "Unmodified means unmodified." Mm-hmm. According to the Oxford English Dictionary,
0: right. <laughs> yeah,
2: version, unmodified. You know what's written in the book is unmodified. Not yeah. a good sign the, when you have the to blood
0: refer the to the sun guys. Story. Should do that. You know, hey, unmodified for this tournament is unmodified. We, well, we I have an FAQ gonna... section of on the nice. website, so we'll nice. address that. Uh, you know, as time yeah, approaches. It,
2: it's something. It's something I think. Um, you know, if I run any tournaments, I'll be having my own FAQ document. Just to, which, yeah, just to clear the air bubble. About anything that isn't clear or anything that I think's completely, you know. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. So, so Greg, you and I are of the same minds of our, for our number ones. Well, yes,
0: uh, my number one uh, was Gala Amfingram.
4: That model, model is so Have awful.
0: Here's here's my beef with the model. Okay, because there are there are there might be other worse models. I know there are people who want to kill the person who designed the War Shrine for the Warriors of Chaos. I mean, yep. with all the, I like all the wrought iron metal stuff. I don't... I mean, there are bits about it that may not be great, but it just... It was something... I mean... Overall, it's a good model. Let's have a couple of troll... Chaos trolls carrying it. I mean, it's cool concepts over there. Skyline Funger was supposed to be a Chaos Spawn. There he's a... He's a... He's he's a Spawn. And he doesn't look anything like a goddamn Spawn. Mm -hmm. He looks like a big dog.
2: What does a Spawn look like, Dave? (laughs) A shaggot. A Spawn... All a Spawn is is um, someone who's been given so many mutations that they've gone past the point of being a
0: human. Okay, and, so, and granted but all the other models they look almost like something from H.P. Lovecraft. They look like a sh- they look like uh,
2: but the old skylar yeah. model. Did you ever see the old skylar model? No. It was basically a hound, a hound with a, a like
0: a forked yeah, spine and, and tail and it, and thing. and it looks and it looks a, and it, yeah, that's right it did and it looks like the picture and I get that. It's just I don't I don't the 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 teeth I well, don't like. I, the, yeah. the pose pisses me off. It's that Trish <laughs> pose. Yeah. I put oh, I mean, yeah. it that as, as, as it as as, right. As soon as someone told me it was a Trish model, I actually said is the one hand head. facing downward and then the other arm is kinda sweeping in from either the left or the right sideways. And it was Wayne Kemp, and he's like, You're close because one is sweeping in but the other one's raised up instead of down. The arm is up in the air. She does when she does her monster. She does that same pose. Look at the manticore. It's got the same pose. Look at the dragon. It's I got the same. Pose. And Trish can do good-looking models. I, I'm not. A, I'm not a Trish hater. It's just that every time she does a beastie, it's got that same stinking pose.
1: And I just, I was, I, I don't disagree with your thoughts on the model itself. But that's a lot of hate to make it your number yeah. one. Yeah.
4: Exactly. Well, well, I still I was, hate it. <laughs> you know it's.
0: I uh, maybe it didn't deserve to be my number one, but I figured because my number two and number three <laughs> were so, they weren't actually anything from GW. They were concepts, a- abstracts. They yeah. were abstracts that I wanted to pick something that was solid. Of course, now Trish has gotten my worst, my number <laughs> one, two years in a row. Hmm. So I don't hate it endlessly like Harrison does. I just I look at it and go, ah, yeah. I, I
1: just uh, I just kind of disregard it. You know, I don't wake up with a cold sweat like, oh that that.
0: Skylar model I can't stand it oh it's okay I'll make her the three and then I'll make the lack of imagination and the lack of (laughs) no no don't change the rankings that's that's part
2: of my problem when I see a model I don't (laughs) like I just think oh that's alright there's that privateer press model there's that weird model I instead
0: so maybe it's right yeah Yeah. I mean maybe it's not fair I appreciate what you're saying maybe it's not fair me to pick a model as the worst thing they did all year but that's I think
2: if we had our top threes bottom threes would have been easier
4: (laughs) No, I've been touched by the Skylar model. I must be burnt alive. Oh, shut
0: All right, let's, uh, let's, you know what? Let's quick break. Sure. And then uh, come back with the top three. heard him on the show, you've seen his work on our website. He's Brian Steele, owner of Urza's Den. That's right folks, Den.com. custom modeling, sculpting and painting. You got a model you don't want to paint? Send it to Brian. You got an army you don't want to paint? Send it to Brian. You can't come up with an idea for a conversion? Give his ideas a try. Heck you got an army list with models they don't even make? Brian's the man. Give him a call. Check him out at Den.com. You won't be sorry The Wisdom of Warhammer Rhinox Riders Rhinox Riders Rhinox Riders Rhinox Riders Rhinox Riders The Wisdom of Warhammer
1: And we're back. Jules cool. Welcome back to Garage Hammer. We are talking top and bottom three
0: of two thousand twelve, heading into our favorite three items. And you know it's <laughs> <laughs> Thanks Eric. You know, I know we had discussed this even last year. We said let's do the bottom three first so we end on a positive note. Mm-hmm. Our bottom three were pretty tame. Like, like we I I had to kind of look to find three, really. I mean I think that I says something. Like three I think or four they're times. fair. I think they're fair well, criticisms. Yeah, they're fair criticisms. It's just, I think, it was much I easier to highlight. It highlighted.
1: Games
2: Games Workshop are the best miniature company in the world. I honestly believe that. I think you look at the last. You look at all the the um, the models they've released. Even if you don't like the concept of something, the models are amazing. In almost, you know, almost without exception.
1: I, I can't say that they're my favorite. I don't know. I, I haven't thought about whether or not they're the best. I suppose they are, but they're definitely my favorite.
0: I think the amount of detail and stuff you see, even for other systems that have some decent models, to putting out the amount and the Quality, range. Quality,
2: quantity and, and, and of the models they're putting out, uh, I don't think anyone really can come close on what they're doing. There's a lot of companies out there doing some great stuff, but I, I, you know, GW have been around a long time and I think it shows.
0: All right, so, um, you know what, Greg, since you started with with Gushing, with the greatest model company in the world, why don't we give us your number three? Um, Yeah, I was
2: struggling to kind of... My third one was a little bit... I had a few options. Um, I think I'm going to have to have two, either the Witch Hunter or Valkyrie. Okay. I just think the Witch Hunter, they both exude... They're both gorgeous models, but they also show off kind of everything about their armies... And there's character, and it's just they're just
0: awesome models. Yeah, those are both good choices. I can't disagree at all. I Delia almost, I, she was one that I, wasn't one of my first. Like just when I was shortlisting, she was right on there. And that yeah. witch hunter is just so cool, and I love the concept of the witch hunter. I know it doesn't come off, and it's one of those well, things that it, it it's not. Listen to Black Sun. It's
2: good. Well, yeah, the choice for Mister uh, <laughs> Mister Leslie Lyons, he's um, used it to quite good effect.
0: So you went with uh, Velkia and the uh, Witch Hunter. What do you got, Chris? For my number three, I actually went with the VC book. Nice.
1: Yeah. It's a well. It seems to be a very well balanced army with a good variety of both gaming and modeling options. It's
4: just I can tons agree with of that. options.
1: Uh, it's fun to play against. I've played them countless times, and I've not yet gotten bored playing against them. It's always a fun match.
0: Yeah, and I think we, there's a you, you can face a lot of different things too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it looks like it's fun to use. It is. I, I really enjoy playing it. I mean, they're still missing a phase, but it's still... But it makes it up goes. for it in other ways.
1: Yeah. Uh, there's no overly gimmicky items or combos like there were previous. We, we kind of touched on that before,
0: so... Well, and you and I had been playing the Seventh Ed book for almost a year against yeah. each other, and I did sort of fall into a Regen Banner rut, Right. just running through. I mean, it was once I discovered it, it was like, wow, this the is really... The
1: hat and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah,
0: and it was. it's always that same list, and... I know a lot of people don't like it because it did, I mean, it did chop the legs out from under them in in a lot of ways. I mean, they, there was a lot of, I mean, all their one, kinda. yeah, all their one pluses just went away. People never want to learn the new thing.
2: They, mm. they, always, they want the book to change, but not enough
0: that they have to actually
2: work hard to learn it. Right. New book.
0: Yeah. They want to fix, fix the things that they don't like about it or, yeah. you know, make those things better so that my army's good, but leave all the stuff I like. Yeah. yeah. So, that's, yeah, it was, that's, that's, good. that's my number three. Excellent. What do you got, Harrison?
4: I have the How to Paint Citadel Miniatures. Uh, no, 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 no. you say, what? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, The Soul Grinder.
0: Is your number three favorite?
4: Yes. Hmm. Okay. I do like the model, and also it's the whole, the gods are out of time and blah. Okay, uh, yeah. This I, I get very nitpicky a lot.
1: Okay. Hmm. So, you like it for the reasons a lot of people don't like it.
4: Yes
0: the
1: the the timelessness of it, so to speak. He
0: realized. He realized when he's telling me this, He he's like, ah, nah, "I'm going to be a, a complete w- minority here."
4: W- wait a minute! It has to be in one place to be in the other place, so it has to be in all places at once.
1: We got it, Harrison. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> That's very, uh, what's the word? Existential.
4: <laughs> yes. <laughs> sure.
0: Okay. Oh, I guess it's me Whoop. then. Number three, my number three has not changed from last year. It's still White Dwarf magazine. Uh, it's White Dwarf. It's gone digital. Uh, in fact, remember last year, I picked a specific issue. I said it was White Dwarf, the one that had the rules change for the uh, the power, power scroll, scroll, and then right, introduced yeah. introduced the VC the new VC models. And since then, we've had, um, they've. Redone. In fact, what they did—sisters of battle Mm -hmm. rules—in there for 40k. They did new models for uh, uh, demons, new stuff for warriors. Uh, The magazine's looking better. The stuff on the iPad going digital is great. Um, So I'm I'm giving my number three again this year to the White Dwarf magazine. The increased quality of the content of the magazine itself and the the beautiful digital version of the magazine.
1: I'm going to dovetail and transition into number two. Like you, I chose White Dwarf uh, for the content. Like I like seeing having the new demon rules kind of introduced as a small uh, packet. Uh huh. The the warriors. I like to see more. I'd like to see more of that. So it that makes, was your number two. That was my number two. See, because White Dwarf becomes a much more viable publication. You know the slick, you know iPad versions aside, I I get all that. Uh But it's the content I think that is really king in the situation. So that's my number two. I'll I'll jump in next then because
2: um, White Dwarf was my number two. (laughs) Wow! (laughs) Well, I rated it kind of low for being such a White Dwarf fanboy. I didn't rate it at all. I bought previous to the new edition. I think I bought three White Dwarfs in as many years, and two of them was because they had specific painting articles. Um, so mm. I've actually subscribed now to the f- to the uh, digital edition. Um, to, I've actually got one friend who thinks it's worse. He thinks it's more of a catalogue than it was. I haven't got a problem. I haven't got a problem that they now turn around and say, in the, in the battle report, they say, we're testing out all the new stuff. In, right. in the battle report they've got this month, they don't even have a points value. They're just like, we're doing this game, mm. we're putting all the new stuff down and seeing how it goes.
1: Interesting. So you have no idea if it's fair or. It's,
2: no, huh. it's just kind of unashamed. You know, they're, they're, they've really stepped up again. They've stepped up that we're a hobby game.
0: Well, and, and what's wrong with that? Like you said before, if you're playing it's, at a club, oh, you play brilliant. what you want to play. And e- I mean. Encourage people to do it more, in my opinion. Right. Well, I mean, when. Uh, what was it? When The Tomb Kings came out. I remember Luke sitting down with The Tomb Kings when the book came out and looking at The, um, the War Sphinx. Mm. And. It was... Remember this? We were at UGG and Luke was sitting down and we were all kind of watching him. And he basically was just taking the stats of the Arachnurok. Oh, yeah. Because he had the orcs and goblins versus a thing. And just rolling dice, seeing which one could take the other one out. How often do we do that? Ben Curry did that on one of his Bad Dice dailies, taking all the different Monsters Cav units and just rolling off for them against each other to see how they would do. So, I mean, for them to go and say, listen, this is all the new toys. You get to see how it works and if it works
2: you yeah, know i mean they don't they don't always kind of last past turn one but they they unashamedly say with with using all the new stuff um with the white dwarf you've got the embedded battle video yeah, battle report um you've got they they have all their all the glorious pictures the extended pictures and then you have rules coming out in it as well with the demons and that and and it, it makes it, it makes white dwarf the last one was interesting without necessarily being brilliant for the Hobbit one, but yeah. I, I've subscribed now for a year, so mm.
0: away we go. Yeah, what was your number two, Harrison?
4: Uh, valkyrie and uh, it was a toss-up between valkyrie and the Hot Paint Citadel miniatures.
0: Okay, so you really like that book a lot. I really,
4: <laughs> really like that book.
0: There you go. Mm. Oh. It's uh, one of those
4: books that doesn't sit and collect dust.
0: You get a lot
1: of use out of it.
4: Yeah.
0: Good stuff. Valky is, I think, one of the most praised models of the year. Everybody seems to like that seems one. Seems to be, yeah. Uh, my number two was, um, I was going to say the VC book. And I kept looking at the Empire book going, you know, but I really like the Empire book, too. I like it a lot. And I think, so what I went with was just the well-balanced books that they've been putting out. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah. even from what I've heard from my friends who play Cast Space Marines, and that book came out, is that that book is pretty darn well balanced as well. Um, of course, you could use allies, so you could kind of balance some right. of that out. Uh, that was the thing I was wondering if that the total could go back earlier in the show. I would love. I w- I'm curious to see if ninth edition includes an allies chart, like eighth edition, <laughs> like uh, sixth edition does. But I just think the balanced books, I mean, the, uh, the VC Piles books. with the Tree Man. Um, of course, I still think the VC book is better than the Empire book. Just, I mean, it's, sure. it's an army that I love, and it's got a lot of things. Um, the Empire book had a few more problems, I think, when it got first released, a few more complaints, a few more uh, problems people had with it. But on the whole, where they've been bodes well for where the game is going.
1: Yes. I think.
0: And that's, and that's one of the things I think that the. I, I was going to give it to the VC book in general. And then the more I thought about it, I said between the two of them, I think they're both pretty, pretty well balanced books. They went in and cleared out just about all the one pluses, and then made everything else at least tempting to take. And it, it was it's it's a it's a it's a testament to the to the guys who are working on it now mm-hmm. for sure how how balanced everything is. So my number two was was the balance of all the books, primarily the VC book. Shall we cool. talk about our top?
1: Choices for 2012. I guess we should. Let's. Well, go. since
4: Greg gushed that they're the best game company ever, well, model company ever. Why, why doesn't he go?
3: That sounds familiar.
4: Yes, <laughs> yes, it does.
2: No worries. Um, my top was uh, Warhammer 40k Sixth Edition. Mm, nice. I think. I think it's taking. F- put, put it this way. I played third. Uh, played third. And a little bit of fourth edition, 40k. I didn't play fifth, um, and I'm going to be playing sixth. I, s- mm. I spent a fair bit of money on sixth toys now. Um, <laughs> I say I think I think it's done. I think it's done exactly what Warhammer did. Um, it's made it that much more of a story game, um, more enjoyable. The releases they put out, everything about it is just. I
1: think it's amazing. Interesting. Good choice. I keep on hearing good things about it and if time yeah. allows if budget allows I might try to it's playing it more because of the
2: skirmish nature of it mm-hmm. playing it feels much more cinematic than Warhammer does um, that's saying a lot yeah absolutely um, but it's the nature of having smaller model counts mm. is, is part is, is quite a lot of that and that's just the nature of the system but compared to 5th it's Ninety-nine point nine percent better than than fifth was in that respect.
0: Interesting. I think, it's, I think it's great. I really considered putting that as my number one. I really did. I. Oh, did I, 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 I. I only stopped because it just as as I was trying, I, I couldn't. I, I had the pencil on the paper and writing sixth and forty k is the best thing they've done this year for a fantasy podcast. Well, you, you could. Yeah, I you mean, you could it was, if you wanted. It, it, if you felt that strongly about it, there's it, no it reason got they my could. honor. It, there's, actually, they, that got into my honorable mentions. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But that that got into my honorable mentions with one other book. Okay, um, I had to agree with with Greg. I was trying to learn fifth edition. I wanted to learn it to play my orcs, and I just couldn't get into it for the uh, life of me. I just, I mean, it was but parts but of it I didn't quite understand, and parts of it I just didn't like. The and parking lot. Nothing about sixth has disappointed me. I've really enjoyed what I've been reading and, and looking at. Mm. I mean, it it helps that I'm so into the the black library fluff portion of it that I can look at this stuff and be like, "Wow, that would be really cool to see." But uh, I I can't disagree with him. What was your number one, Chris? My number one were
1: the well, the 40k from Resian Wolves for fantasy use. Okay, let me clarify. I think more people use it for fantasy yeah, than yeah. anything else. Anyway, uh, those models so you were, went with models. Yeah, nice. Yeah, they're dynamic. They're they look. Really great. Yep. It, and they get me, most importantly, they get me excited to work on the hobby aspect because they look so good. Yeah, that, yeah, I can see that. And I think they need to do more of that. Uh, models in that vein where it really captures the energy and captures the inspiration, I
0: think, of their, their hobbyists out there. Excellent. Yeah. yeah, I can't disagree with that either. So what do you got, boy?
4: I'm throwing, I'm doing another toss-up of VC and Empire.
0: The the two army books.
4: I really like them. They're just so well balanced, and and like usual has their nice monstrous calves and they aren't like Fang, which I'm happy for. <laughs> and they've got the they've got their big toys that aren't necessary. It just I I love them. Hmm.
0: So your number one was my number two. All right. Yes. Uh, my number one actually my uh, my initial number one. And I, I changed this one, too. It's really weird. I looked at the two books, and I was just going to say right off the bat, the VC book was... The, but then I looked at Empire and said, uh, I'm going to give it to the VC. I love the VC, but the Empire is good, too. Here, I actually told... was Well-designed centerpiece models was my number one pick for the year. Mm. Um, because my initial pick for number one was the Celestial Hurricane. And people either right. love that or hate that. Ooh. That... Model, well-painted, put together, the detail on it, even on the inside of the cart and every, I mean, it that is an it's example of what beautiful. everything that um, one of these models can be. I mean, it, you might think it's silly and you might think it doesn't belong out in a battle, but goddamn, that whole part of the galaxy spinning around on the top is amazing. Yeah. And I know, I mean, and I looked at that and I then I also thought about my coven throne and mortise engines. Those things are amazing. I think, you know, I'm in fact, to even pick the Hurricanum over the mortise engine, I think might surprise some people because I'm such a VC player. Right. But there's just so much more going on. And there's, I mean, all the little bottles and the little skulls and the little <laughs> books and the little scrolls inside that little cabin. There is so, I mean, the, I, I think that they've gotten to this where they put these, they make this big center. For the Empire, it's, you know, the Carl Friends on the Griffin is right. like that that big centerpiece model. Um, and they're putting one out for just a, just about every army. I mean, this the Thunder Tusk and the Stone Horn. Mm-hmm. Whether or not they're competitive, are just great. I mean, mm-hmm. the the little strings of rope and skull and all the stuff on the on the on the on the, on the saddles and all the stuff they built up with the ogres on that. Yeah. Every one of these things you can put down on the table and say, "Damn, that is an amazing Commanded presence." Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, um,
4: Andy Sherman said that he's actually going to put LEDs inside all of the little planets and stuff, and actually have it spin around.
0: <laughs> That'd be interesting to see. Yeah, <laughs> that would be cool, like like the one from uh, from the Dark Crystal, right? Yeah, her thing yeah. that the the working movements of the galaxy. But uh, I just. See, you you kind of cheated there, Dave. Your top one is actually five or six different things. Well, but my top one is, is, is amazing <laughs> I mean, centerpiece two models. It's a concept. But it, uh, it's the, the concept of the centerpiece model. In fact, I had to go with that because initially, I mean, honestly, my number one automatically went to the, the hurricaneum just because of that detail. But then, more I thought about it, there, it whatever, you know, Hurricane Runner, <laughs> <laughs> You know, but the mortise engine is really—I uh, mean, it's personally,
2: a, I would—I would have gone for the, the um, carbon throw mortise engine kit. Personally, I think it is uh, a better and, and kit, it's, and it's and it's tossing it out. Yeah, you know, it's it's such muchness
0: for muchness, but I, I I love that piece of kit. I think it's brilliant. Oh, I, I do too. And I just—I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's weird because part of me I just didn't want to automatically go to the VC thing, you know, either. <laughs> yeah. But it's because I mean I think that the overall look of the mortise engine and the the throne are, are better because that is a top heavy going to fall over doesn't quite make sense horse pulling a cart with the the, the galaxy right. on the top I'm not talking about that I'm talking about just the amount of detail and just how sure. much how much love went into designing the, the craftsmanship of the, yeah. of the
1: model itself
2: I, and this is this is why I think GW are the best company I don't think there are any other company that can do that what they do with that model.
0: Yeah, and if they do, I think it would probably be a lot more expensive. Exactly. I, I mean, you, you, not, you take
2: everything into account and whether you like it or not, I don't think anyone's there yet to, to combat that, the ability to make models like that in that quality at that price with all the bits.
0: Right, and I think the only, and there are always these combo packs so there's all these extra bits and honestly, I mean, you look at something comparable and the only thing I could think of that comes comparable are those gigantic... Uh, the Hordes and War Machine. The, the Gargantuan's and The Gargantuan's. Oh, yeah, yeah.
4: Colossal! Those things are a buck
0: and a quarter, man. Yeah. For no, that single astorchal. model without all the extra bits and stuff. And I know part of it's metal and part of it's resin. But could they even do that in plastic for that price? I mean, you look at what they're doing, and, I mean, nobody has the ability to do... Because, honestly, resin, fine cast, metal, pla- the plastics are still my favorite. They, uh, My yes. personal opinion... Um, you see these characters coming out and not the character models they're all coming in fine cast but like you know the the work the shaman big you know the savage orc big boss comes out in the plastic uh, krell comes out oh, in the plastic which yeah i mean and they're just they've get they've got so much detail Braden they're so the well they 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 can be put together easily they don't need to be pinned Nobody else is doing that. Yes, they're doing big models, and yes, they're doing cool models because there's some really amazing stuff out oh, there. Oh, some yeah, phenomenal the avatars stuff. from Weird. But I mean, you look at for the price, and I mean, people complain that GW is expensive, but um, it's, it's it's as it's as expensive as any other miniatures right. company. I mean, Weird has that the Hanging Tree, and the Hanging Tree is a beautiful model, but it's eighty bucks for a tree. Hmm. Yeah. and like I said, the Colossals are one hundred and twenty-five bucks. For yeah. One right, but it's so model. pretty and it's
4: so awesome. I don't think Forge World,
2: I think if they were Forge World, they would actually be cheaper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I no, I honestly think that having looked at them at um, uh, when I was at Gen Con, I was looking at that thinking that's an 80 pound Forge World model and you're paying sli- a ma- maximum and you're paying slightly more than that, yeah. But um, but there are certain elements of. Communities that like to say that GW is always the most expensive—it's not necessarily
0: the case. Not the case. Well, I, and once again, if you got you—if you're going yeah, to look at it, yeah, if you're going to look at it on a chart and put it on a scale, you've got to compare the quality too, because yeah, and, there's a lot of people out there who put out cheaper models and they're decent yeah. models. I have I mean, some Ma- of Mantic
2: are brilliant. Mantic's models are brilliant for the price you're paying, and and I, I'm probably going to get some for some Imperial Guard when I finally get around to doing that. Oh sure, but. But if you put them next to the equivalent GW model, then you can see the difference.
0: Yeah, I mean, with the and that doesn't of, mean they're not good exactly models. That just means yeah.
2: they're they're models at a different price point.
0: Oh right. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, even some of it, I'll pull it out, and it's like this isn't quite as. I mean, they just they don't have the detail. They don't, and they don't have the. I even think I think the GW's plastic is a little bit stronger too. Um, that's yeah, just my personal opinion because I have a whole lot of mantic because <laughs> um, I love it. But it is it, it's <laughs> it, it's if you're if you're going to take all the factors in the quality, the cost, the look, all of it. Yeah, I got to give it to GW on that one. Mm. But uh, so is that everybody's top? Uh, uh, that's everyone. Anybody Got any honorable mentions? I did have an honorable mention. Like I said, I put Sixth Edition and also the Horus Heresy's Betrayal. That book is Yeah, I
2: think astounding. Black Library as a whole, their Horus Heresy, and and I was going to put Betrayal in with that. It's just been hitting the mark again every time. Bang.
0: Yeah, Black Library's gone from strength yeah, to
4: strength I ha- as well. I have the Six Ed um, Betrayal and um, the Fenrisian Wolves.
0: Okay. Cool.
4: Nice. I like them. They're nice. All right.
0: I agree. Well... Um, that's a show. I think that's everything. Are we rapping? Yeah, I mean, why not? Uh, We've gone way over what we were supposed to by almost an hour, so. I do want to do a quick
1: uh, end of the show shout out slash thank you to one of our listeners. Okay. uh, A person by the name of Jody Croffler out of Santa Cruz, California. He sent me a bunch of these goblin shield icon things okay. That he had ordered. And I I commented on how they're cool. Where'd you get them? And he just said, you know what? I'll just mail you a couple. So thank you, Jody, for these.
0: Oh, cool.
4: Those are nice. Yep.
0: Um, We actually got a whole bunch of people uh, send us emails in the last uh, uh, month or so. I mean, not just the really funny Mm -hmm. voicemails, but some new listeners. uh, A guy named Trent Hackenberry. um, uh, Jonathan... A guy named Jonathan asked. Uh, he's he's running the Unplugged GT, a new GT in Connecticut. Uh, he asked if we would mention it. He's going to send us some more information. But we've been getting a lot of just listener email, and we are going to try to cover some of that maybe next episode. But uh, guys, keep sending that stuff in because it's always fun to read. Always fun to get uh, more information about stuff that's going on around Absolutely. different places. Uh, Greg, it is what quarter to five or twenty to five by you right now. Wow. Twenty to
2: five, indeed.
0: Yeah, That's so correct. Uh, we, should, we should let you go. First. Thank you so much, our our foreign correspondent, our European correspondent. It's quite all right. I'll to um, do it again at some point soon. Absolutely, and we're going to start. Uh, Greg and I are going to start doing, and he's hoping that you'll have the time to do it as well. is you're going to start uh, doing some Horace Heresy Garage Gamers. Okay. And since you got the first couple books down, you could be a part of the conversation, okay. <laughs> at least for some of it. So, well, um, let me finish the trilogy, the third yeah. book,
5: and.
2: Well, we we'll do we we'll do one book one book per
0: no, show. Sure. Oh, I yeah, we we'll just see. sit down okay. and really just look at a at a book and really I just see. kind of okay. just dig into it. All right, so uh, next episode we are hoping to have the final game of our campaign. We'll have to get a time in to get the game in and do the recording. Yep. But, uh So we're gonna the, the last stand, the heroic yeah, last the stand, heroic last stand of the orcs and goblins as the VC are trying to get those greenskins off they land. Yep. So, folks, uh, check out the store. Check out our sponsors. Uh, please visit the website, the Fat Hammer. Uh, take it off. Weight Loss Challenge is still going on strong. You're still welcome to join. And um, guys, you just come on join the forums. Don't forget the, the contest, the first three books of the Horus Heresy. <laughs> <It> <laughs> imported, Autographed imported imported Greg from Greg Dad. The uh,
2: they can ask. They can choose whether they if want to you, autograph or yeah, not. If you want them, autograph, <laughs> <they'll> autograph them. <laughs> It's not a very pretty autograph, unfortunately. The
0: signature's pretty messy. All right, folks, uh, we're taking off. See you on the 25th. Thanks for listening. Take care.
1: You've been listening to Garage Hammer. If you like the show, we invite you to join the Garage Hammer community by joining our forums at garagehammer.net slash forum or our Facebook page, Garage Hammer Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter, follow David at GarageHammer, and follow Chris at TopherChrisU. If you'd like to contact us, you can reach David through David at GarageHammer.net. You can reach me, that's Chris, through ChrisU at GarageHammer.net. And you can reach both of us through GarageHammer at Live.com. If you want to help support GarageHammer, check the support page or the show store on our website, or leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, thanks for listening.
0: Welcome back to the toolbox. Well, what the hell? Let me try that one again. That was so dumb. I forgot the name of the show. <laughs> I was like, "Welcome back to the wait." Rhinox 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 Rhinox